this is a very confusingly named movie from a confusingly named comic book. It's not a confusingly named movie. It works great as a movie. Well, no, because Shazam is what a lot of people thought was the uh, Sinbad is a genie movie, and really it's Shaquille O'Neal and it's Kazam. I mean, okay, fair. If you're counting things that people are wrong about, this is confusing. Yeah. That should be your bit. That should be your bit. That we're doing the Sinbad genie movie Shazam. We're not doing the Sinbad genie movie Shazam. That should be your bit. That's You should do a bit right now. Oh, okay. Hey, so I thought we were going to do that uh, genie movie with uh, Sinbad, but this isn't that movie. It's actually real, and it's called Shazam. I don't know. I don't actually know how to do it. How are you not good at bits? Like, if you were on an old fucking, like, vaudeville thing, you'd be like, yes, hello, I'm going to be hit by pies now. And then everybody would be like, I mean, I guess we still gotta hit him, right? The setup was kinda, gave it all away. I'm sorry you don't like my rye humor. That was not rye humor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, watch, great watch! Hey, watch, great watch! Hey, watch, great watch! I hate them all, but I just can't stop! next door been in the backyard all day and they're so loud Mm -hmm. at certain times in the movie i thought it was like something in the movie yeah when they have the fight in the mall well into the gallery yeah what's supposed to be the gallery i guess yeah yeah it's the gallery right it's supposed to be the gallery no but i mean like because a lot of locations around here are supposed to be philly but aren't always very philly right but like it's an underground mall it's set in philadelphia sure i don't know what else it's supposed to be like, I know it wasn't filmed in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. When he gets, like, wizard-napped on what's supposed to be the L. I mean, there's uh, a, yeah, there's a million things. It's next stop is 30th Street, so he got on at 34th. Mm-hmm. And that's not at all what, like, the surrounding area looks like. No. That has you in the middle of the University City. Yeah, yeah. no. No, I, there's a yep. million things that are not I know. right. It's yeah. just, you know, it's just know. A cinematic stand-ins. Yep. New York gets it all the time. It's usually Toronto. There's footage from Philly. Yeah. And, like, maybe they did some pickup scenes here or something. Oh, yeah, totally. I don't know if they, like, were here briefly filming anything or not. Well, I also was wondering if they were maybe doing suburban Philadelphia, but I don't know. But anyway, the gallery, uh, when they fight down into the gallery, uh, it was, you know, I I was like, what's that weird? I was like, is there, like, a weird PA? Mm. I was like, I never noticed that before. So, like, I was like, let me take it back and let me turn it up. And then I was like... And then I just paused the thing and I was like, oh, it's just the idiots next door being loud in their backyard. Yep. Filming locations. Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Yeah. And then a bit in Philly. Yeah, they did a couple of shots. Oh, and then they the also The art have... museum steps looked real. Oh, yeah. That's totally real. Of their Philly doubling. They didn't really get a lot of the details right. Oh, yeah, no. Which, like, the SEPTA thing, I'll give them a pass because I'm pretty sure that's a copyrighted logo. Sure. And like, SEPTA is like a private organization. Absolutely. It's not, it's not a government one, so they can't just use that yep. logo. So I get it. You use a fake thing that kind of looks like it, and that's totally fine. Yeah. I would have just used the old one, because I don't think the copyright still stands. I think it's an, since it's an outdated logo. It's oh, like, maybe. So I would have just thrown the old logo on everything and been like, fuck them. Yeah, I guess then they were maybe afraid of it looking like it's dated or something. Yeah, gives okay. a shit. Yeah. They got cell phones. True. Um, and it straight up says now. Yeah. It says Philadelphia now. But yeah, I know. It's definitely not as Philly as like, what was it, Shadow in the Moon or something? The Netflix one that oh, had... Oh, uh, yeah, something like that. 
Yeah. Shadow of the moon, shadow in the moon, something. Yeah. It had shadow and moon in it. Yeah. Well, because I looked up recently because we were talking about Wolf Philly accents and stuff, but with the mayor of Easttown. Oh, yeah. There might be the sound of me killing a fly at some point. Cool. I have a an electrified tennis racket. Yeah, because you it's... can't shoot it from your hands. No, I can't. <laughs> I tried um, a lot. Mostly at work. <laughs> uh, hello, excellent humans. Welcome to another episode of Hate Watch, Great Watch. Uh, it's our 60th episode. It is our 60th episode. Do you know any, like, um, like aphorisms, like, for, for 60? That's too many Ds. I... <laughs> Pretty sure I had a radio that took 6D batteries. <laughs> Because I remember having a conversation with somebody where they were like, oh, like, we'll take that with us for whatever, either, I don't know, we were going somewhere, or we were mm-hmm. going to film something, and we were planning on using that, like, portable radio. Yeah. And it was like, uh, you know, how many batteries do you need? And I was like, oh, I need 6D batteries. And they were like, you need 60 batteries? And I was like, no, 6D batteries. They were like, oh, oh, oh. Was it a boombox from your B-boy days? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was out breaking on the corner. <laughs> Me and Crazy Legs Larry, uh-huh. who doesn't exist. <laughs> it's not a guy. It's not a guy I know. If you know a Crazy Legs Larry, it's not that. It's not that one. <laughs> I made this one up. Uh-huh. Um. Anyway, welcome again. He, hey, watch, great watch with one eye. <laughs> okay, now we're getting too specific. All right. Uh, welcome to another Hey Watch, Great Watch. I'm Hunter Bush. Uh, with me as always, my co-host Allison Nicholas. Uh, and today we're discussing the uh, mid-90s Sinbad genie comedy Shazam. No, Hunter. What? What are we watching? We're watching the 2009 movie. No, 2019 movie. So you, you, could, you could say that again. Super, we're watching the 2019 superhero movie Shazam. Oh, is it the DC superhero? Uh, yes, but like... Oh, so it's like going to be super gritty... And, like, real fucking dark. Uh, no, this one's actually kind of good. Oh, he doesn't say fuck? <laughs> no. Uh, is actually, his mom named Martha? Honestly, though, the language in here is kind of more than I was expecting. But, I mean, like, it's, it's PG-13. Uh, it's, PG it's just Mark Strong. He's the villain. Yeah, well, no, they say, like, hell and stuff. Oh, my okay. lord. What, are you I, a well, Sunday school teacher? My no, grandmother was a Sunday school teacher. No, but, you know, I mean, I'm just... And I don't think even she cares if I I'm say I'm just hell. saying, and, like... The thing is, like, there's that, and then also the um, the sequence with the Sins tearing up that board meeting was also very violent. Yeah, there's horror elements to it. Well, you know the director. Yeah. The director is uh, David F. Uh, Sandberg, Sandberg, who from did... From the Lonely Island. Who... No. Oh, that's Andy Sandberg. Oh, boy. And it's spelled and it's pronounced differently. Sandberg, not Sandberg. <laughs> yeah, no, but he did uh, Annabelle Creation. Which is a movie uh, I love. And uh, his, one of his more uh, recent projects is uh, Four Hours of Flipping You Off. Or no, it's I Flip You Off for Four Hours. It's something like that. Yeah. What? No. Are you making a joke? No, or? no. It's, it's real. Uh, hang on. <laughs> I'm going to pull that up for you. Because I specifically wanted to talk about this because it's ridiculous. It is like an independent film that he put out that is his longest project to date. And it's called, uh, yeah, I Flip You Off for Four Hours. Where it's him flipping off the camera and therefore you for four hours. See, when you said like his, one of his more recent projects was flipping you off for four hours. I thought you were going to say he was like an assistant director on the Snyder Cut. Oh. (laughs) No. (laughs) That's why I was like, are you doing like... 
a, are you like joking? Is this a bit? Or? No, that's very funny. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. That I had clever. a friend once that wanted to make a movie where there were like 200 unconnected individual stories. Oh, you mentioned that to or me something. Before, I don't yeah. remember what the number was. And, you know, I was like, okay, wh- why? And he's like, because it's never been done before. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but why? You know, like, but why do you want to do it? He's like, it's never been done before. I was like, yeah, there's a reason for that. Because it doesn't sound like it's worth watching at all. And he had no deeper meaning. Now, I mean, I feel like if you made this thing of like, you know, 200 unconnected stories, whatever. You actually made it and you released it and people watched it. You know, it's human nature to find like meaning in things. Mm -hmm. So like some critics smarter than me, perhaps, would be like, well, it really helps you address the, you know, like whatever they would, mm-hmm. they would have a take. Yeah. But he didn't making it. Maybe Seems that disingenuous. says some, Well, maybe that says something about the nature of art. I think I might've talked to you about this before, but I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast. I can't tell still if I like pop art or not, because a lot of the. Like when you open a book and a picture stands up out of it. No. Hunter. Is that not pop art? No, I mean it can be. I oh, guess. balloons! No, like the Although, Macy's Day parade. No, honestly, I, I I'm a bigger fan of balloon art than I am. No, I'm talking, you know, the the Andy Warhol and and of his ilk and stuff. You know, he was doing um very mass producible yeah. pieces, and that that was part of his aesthetic because it was bringing art to the common man. And like I like that if he's being sincere but i can't tell if he's trolling or not oh yeah and uh, so that's the part where i'm Andy like warhol is like one of the biggest ciphers in the art world sure he's really unreadable as far as yep. like he basically was the human personification of that thing from the simpsons where the two guys the two jaded gen xers in the crowd at hullabalooba go oh it's that human cannonball guy he's cool and the other one goes are you being sarcastic dude and he says uh I don't even know anymore. Yeah. That's basically Andy yep. Warhol. Like, he, yep. at some point, was like, this is, like, ironic reappropriation of imagery. And then you're like, cool, but, like, do you think that's good or bad? And he's right. like, I don't even know anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so maybe he doesn't know, and so then, therefore, I don't know. Right. Um. But so then I don't know if I agree with it or not, and yeah, I mean, don't he, know if I like it or not. He, you know, was making these very broad statements about art and yeah, the and, commercialism inherent right, in art right, and, and commodity and right, all that and also the mm-hmm. uh, the concept that like everything worth saying in the old way had been said sure kind of stuff which yep. is like important but also mm-hmm. it does lead to a you know just like tarantino leads to a bunch of really watered down tarantino knockoffs that are not as good and don't have as much of an angle right then andy warhol leads to a bunch of watered down andy warhol yeah. knockoffs you know basquiat that shit looks easy. It's not like right. he was a, had a very specific mind and eye, and you know, created these things that resonate in a certain way, right? Because of that. But everybody looks at that and goes, "I could fucking scribble on a canvas." It's like what's his name, Mondrian or whatever. Mondrian, yeah. Mondrian, yeah. The big, big blocks of color. Where it's like yep. I could do that. It's like, well, then the fuck? Why didn't you, Carl? Yeah. No, I know. You could be fucking Mondrian. Yeah. Hey, watch, great watch. We also look at art. <laughs> Yo, for real, though, things are reopening. Support your local art museums. Yo, seriously. So, he definitely mostly does a lot of uh, shorts that are horror. Yeah, he's mostly a horror director, which is where I was kind of going when we started talking about him, David Sandberg. Um, And also, you 
talked about uh, when we were watching Annabelle Creation that you liked a lot of the child acting in it, and so I think he's a good child director as well okay. because the kids in this are also very good yeah. and some of that's casting but also some of that's like how you use people yeah so. no the kids in this are great yeah um, i mean they're varying ages they're not all kid kids no but yeah, yeah um this is another strong contender for the argument that there's a connective thread between horror and comedy that it's about suspension dude yeah of well, disbelief not suspension of disbelief but suspense and when to pay off a thing yeah well and and timing and i mean also comedy is used pretty frequently in horror to get that kind of roller coaster effect of right and emotion. in this horror that's where we got on this yeah and this horror is used to remind you that like this has stakes yeah which is a thing that a lot of superhero movies forget to do fumble with yeah. mm-hmm. they do it in very flat ways where they you know you have a character show up who doesn't matter and then they mm-hmm. look directly at the camera and go i love my family so much and then we see that the superheroes you know, have to stop a bad guy, and the bad guy kills that person, and then we go, the other character, they love them so much, now I'm sad. And it's all very flat and hollow, because those people don't matter. And, you know, part of it is because, like, you can't kill the people in the superhero's orbit, because they're characters that exist in the fiction. Yeah, unless they're supposed to die, right, like, right. uh... Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben. Right. Yep. Unless they're Uncle Ben, or Gwen Stacy, or whatever, you can't really kill them. Which, by the way, those are both Spider-Mans. Yeah. Like, Spider-Man well, was... Batman's parents, you know. Right, yeah. but, they, but, like, yeah. there's a lot of dead parents in Origins and sure. stuff. Sure. Like, Superman's whole planet, like, yeah. that's the origin. Yeah. And, and, and Uncle okay. Ben is kind of the origin, but it's not. Right. Uncle Ben serves a very specific weird function that, like, a lot of superhero origins don't do, which is why Spider-Man is such a good character, because when he initially gets superpowers, he's kind of just a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> he's kind of like, cool, I'm a superhero, I'm going to use it to make money. Yeah, so Uncle Ben ends up being the fulcrum to tip him to being a superhero Hero. and not a supervillain. Or, or right. just just not or, to be, yeah. yeah, not to be, sure. you know, a guy who's out for his own ends. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's somebody that makes Spider-Man have a moral center. Sure. And that's incredible. I mean, I would argue, though, that that's still the origin of Spider-Man. It's just It that, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's just showing that this could go other way. It's giving that kind of, like, you know, yeah. That, it's like, that it's a choice to be good. Right, it's like which a, a lot of things don't origin, hit on. kind right. of. Yeah, you know? sure. Sure, Which yeah. a lot of things don't... I mean, like, the the old school superheroes, those, you know, in, mm-hmm. the, that were created up into the 70s, have these kind of, like, long-term origins where you see, like, the character itself and where they came from and then, like, the keystone moment that makes them a hero or, you know, whatever. And then I feel like later ones are just, like, you know, my girlfriend was abducted by aliens, so that's how I became blood drinker or whatever. And you're just like, oh, okay. So, do you think this movie is doing the opposite thing? Giving the origin, but it's... Of him being bad, because Thad gets abducted, well, and then gets, like, told he's not good enough, and then he obsesses over it for, like, 20 years. I get- I mean, I just feel like- so, here's the thing the, with Thad's origin in yeah. this, and Shazam's origin. Mm-hmm. These characters have been- Written re- and rewritten. Well, reinvented so many times. Oh, okay. okay. So, here is Hunter's really nerdy comic book corner. Uh-huh. Okay. Cliff says version, right? Yeah, I'm going to try and be as brief okay. as possible. All right. So the big difference for me, 
there's two differences between Marvel and DC. They were they're the big two. They're the big competitors throughout my whole childhood. You buy a comic, the letters page would have you know these veil jabs at each other, but it was like friendly competition, whatever. And yeah. I always liked that. The distinguished competition right. was Marvel, Marvel's. Marvel referred reference. to them as the distinguished competition, always of capital D, capital C. They never specifically said DC, but like you get it, and it's fun. Okay, so the big differences for me were that DC, their heroes always felt big. They always felt like basically gods. Mm -hmm. Not in a sacrilegious way or anything. You know, they weren't claiming to be gods, you know, or whatever. It was just like, they were big concept heroes. You know, you had Wonder Woman, who is like on par with the Greek gods. There's Superman, who has these amazing... Like, they were always like these just like Mm -hmm. pinnacle type characters. And then... Marvel had a lot of characters that kind of always felt like you could know them. Yeah. You know, I mean, the thing about Marvel was, like, all their comics were, for the most part, set in New York. And they would occasionally just, like, bump into each other. Yeah. Not in a big crossover way. But, like, you know, Spider-Man would be doing an issue that was, like, all about introspection and, you know, kind of treading water between big story arcs or whatever. And he would see Daredevil. And they would, like, high-five or whatever. And then... He would just go on, and you're just like, oh, yeah. they, it feels more real and grounded and street level, um, whereas, you know. Yeah, X-Men is a whole big allegory for gay teens. Sure, sure. I mean, there's a whole <laughs> bunch of shit. The other big difference is that DC has fucking restarted their shit so many goddamn times. They're always like, yeah, 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 we'll just do whatever. Like, this is the thing I don't like about DC Comics, is they seem to chase trends really hard, and I mean... Mm. Yeah. You know, as an adult, I see more of it from both of them now than I did growing up. But, like, DC really seems to chase, like, what do we think people will like? Please like us. Please buy our comics or whatever. Um, especially after Marvel surpassed them and was the number one comic publisher for a number of years. Because it used to be the other way around. Marvel yeah. was the upstart, you know. Right. Um, and so they would just kind of be like, oh, here's a big crossover that, like, quote-unquote unites... A bunch of different, you know, things that weren't united before, but there's always these weird logical, like, leaps you have to do, and it makes things more confusing, so then they would be like, alright, we'll try and explain all of them, and that involved, like, so many parallel worlds and shit that it was, like, even more confusing. Yep. Uh, It was just like, dude, I don't have to think about this, except you're making me think about it. Um, so, on top of all that, this well, is kind of trolling oh, each other, right? Yeah, well, we'll get to that. Uh-huh. So then with, with Captain Marvel slash Shazam, is, uh, this character was created at a comic publisher called Fawcett Comics. I looked up the dates. Um, he was created in 1939 and ran into 53. Fawcett went out of business, and Fawcett's assets were bought eventually, like 20 years later, by DC Comics. At the time, this character was more popular than Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, outsold Superman was like the big, broad-shouldered, big chest, you know, caped, flying guy with super strength. Like, they were pretty much indistinguishable to the casual viewer, right? Sure. This one has red, and that one wears blue. Like, that's it. And, but for whatever reason, Captain Marvel, as he was known outsold Superman for a while. Yeah. Um, and then Fawcett folded because it turns out that running a business empire is tough. Eventually, like I said, like 20 years later in the 70s, DC buys all their back catalog, basically, of all their characters, but they only bought all that shit so they could get Captain Marvel. And they were like, cool. But in the 20 years from, uh, you know, the, when they folded to when DC bought them, Marvel Comics was like, hey, how come a different company has a character called Captain Marvel and we don't? We're Marvel Comics. 
mm-hmm. um, Stanley and mm-hmm. and all those guys. They were like, yeah, we should fucking do that. So they just created a character named Captain Marvel. That character also has a weird fucking history. Was originally a dude who was an alien and wore like a white and green costume and mm-hmm. came to Earth disguised as a human. Yep. And used his powers for good. Yep. And uh, then died of cancer. <laughs> In the 80s, when they were doing these, like, prestige books that were, like, about things, like, about issues. Yeah. It's called The Death of Captain Marvel, and I think they reprinted it not that long ago, so you, maybe, if you want to look that up, you can find it. Yeah. Um, For years, I've never actually read it because I could never find a copy. Out of print. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, lately it's, what, Carol Danvers? Yeah, well, then there's, like... Now there's like a couple, yeah, yeah. Um, so Carol Danvers uh, is the one portrayed uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. In the, yeah, the MCU. Um, and then there's By also Brie Larson. Yes, Brie Larson. Um, there's also another character who briefly was Captain Marvel, who then went on to be called a couple other things, including like Photon and whatever. And she's on the WandaVision show. And then most most recently, there's Ms. Marvel. Which was an alias that Carol Danvers used for a little while. Like, it's just, it's all very, like, cyclical, and it all has to do with copyright. It has, yeah. all has to do with, like, holding on to copyrights. Yeah, it's very, I'm not touching you. <laughs> kind of, yeah. It's slash, like, well, you can't use it because yeah. we... Slash base. Which, by the way, is <laughs> yeah. the shit that Disney's been doing for, like, 30 years with Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse should be public domain. If I wanted to, right now, draw a fucking thing of Mickey Mouse, like, doing literally anything, like... Uh, jerking off watching NASCAR or like making pancakes and I could be like hey watch great watch Mickey Mouse makes fucking pancakes while listens to our podcast I should be legally allowed to do that because Mickey Mouse should be public domain but they keep finding weird loopholes yep. where they're like well technically the Mickey Mouse character has like he didn't originally had have gloves and now he's got gloves so it's a different character so we can extend our copyright until like the v- world dies also, I'm sure they can afford like the bestest lawyers. Yeah. And, yeah. So yeah, in the in the 20 years, Marvel Comics started publishing Captain Marvel comics. Okay, so then DC buys Captain Marvel, but they can't publish a book called Captain Marvel because Marvel does. So they're like, well, fuck it. The secret word that makes him turn into a superhero is Shazam. We'll use that. So it becomes so synonymous with the character that like people are like, oh, that guy's name is Shazam. And then every fucking nerd like me has to be like, well, he's actually called Captain Marvel. And they're like, what? Shut up. It's Frankenstein's monster. Right. (laughs) He's actually Shazam's monster. Right. Um, (laughs) But, like, eventually in the, around when they did the, uh, another fucking reboot, like their fifth fucking reboot of their whole goddamn universe, um, the New 52. Yeah. Which was, like, early 2010s, like, 2012, 2014. um, Somebody finally, like, streamlined these characters a little bit and were just like, motherfucker's name is shazam everybody's name is shazam it's fine they're called the marvel family but that's fine like we don't gotta worry about this yeah they don't even drop the m word in this no 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 it's too because it's too confusing they call him a lot of stuff but it's never captain marvel yeah they do poke fun at the mcu by having him called zapped in america ah that's pretty fun um once. I didn't catch that one. It's actually twice. It's on the YouTube page. Okay. One of the videos is titled Zapped in America. Okay. And then at one point in like a crowd scene, there's like some ADR line where like, Zapped in America? Because the ones I remember are like Thundercrack. Yeah. Well, and... these are the ones that they make like a big a big meal out of. Yeah. And, Captain uh, Sparklefingers. Yeah. And the Red Cyclone mm-hmm. is another one. That's actually a reference to another DC hero. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know their whole backstory, but there's a character who has appeared in various forms over the years. Various people have taken on the mantle of the Red Tornado. And then in Kingdom Come, which was a thing written by Mark Wade with amazing art by Alex Ross, uh, which was like a vision of the future of the DC universe, which was like chef's kiss, the perfect balance of like hopeful and kind of dark and edgy. Like, you know, it's like, oh, you never thought that these characters would have turned bad or like like that. You know, you never thought that like Alan Scott, the original Green Lantern, would be an apathetic, you know, like king in this floating green satellite castle that he just like doesn't deal with humans anymore because he has too much to do in space like all these things where you're like oh wow what a weird end point for this character you know sure um it, it's really super well yeah. done anyway sherlock holmes is a beekeeper <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah it's like these it's just really interesting stuff anyway no, I, so yeah. in that there is a red cyclone I think her name is Red Cyclone, but mm-hmm. she's the daughter of, like, one of the many Red Tornadoes, and she's either Red Cyclone or just Cyclone, it doesn't matter, but whatever. Um, so that's that's a nod, I think that's a nod to that. Okay, Hunter is very more in comic. so, me, me comics Hunter, are pretty Hunter much... was heavy in high school, and had a very active imagination, and read, uh, what are they called, uh, books? Um, so he read a lot of comics, uh, he also had cousins who were really into him, and both my cousins are like... They were much cooler than me, and I was like, oh, so comics, like, cool people can read comics. I should do that. That'll make me cool. Wrong. Yeah, well. False. Here's the thing. Do what you love. Just do what you love. I was big into Batman, mostly from the Batman the Animated Series, but I did get my hands on a few comics, and I liked a lot of, like, the 80s, 90s Batman. I didn't really like when it got, like, super... Eh. There have definitely been runs that I didn't care for, and there were definitely runs that I liked. You know, it depends. And then I also read a lot of indie comics, because I felt pretty intimidated by the backlog of a lot of other characters. That's the logic. I didn't start reading a lot of stuff until I got my hands on some of your collection. Right. That's the logic behind DC restarting everything every so often. Yeah. And, like, I mean, that's why comics all the time will just, like, start at number one again. Yeah. But, like, they don't always start from the ground up the way DC always does. Mm-hmm. where they'll just, like, here's a new origin, and, like, whatever. So that's kind of what I was getting at. Savannah, I don't know if the, the depiction in this movie is accurate to any version in the comics. Um, the Savannah that I'm familiar with... And this is uh, Thad's family's company, or whatever. He, his, or, name is, his, his name is, is Thaddeus Savannah. Okay, yeah. So he's Dr. Savannah. Yeah, okay, um, yep. Just his real name... By the way, a thing I remember from trading cards, Thaddeus Bodog Savannah. Bodog. B-O-D-O-G Bodog. I'll never forget that. Why? Because I read it at a certain age when I probably should have been reading something else. Because the brain plasticity and that just lives there now. Yeah, dude. I talk about this on the podcast all the time. Like, I remember shit where I'm like, I don't need to know this. I don't need to know that his name is Thaddeus Bodog Savannah. Yeah, I don't need to know that the singer from Creed's name is Scott Stapp. But you and I play a lot of trivia games and stuff like that. Yeah, but that's never come up. No one's ever said, Hunter, what is Thaddeus Savannah's middle name? Yeah. I'm like, Bodog for a thousand points, Alex. But you frequently are asking me how I know things because I just have random little snippets. No, I know. My brain is a garbage sponge. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's not Frequent guest uh, Nicole Wiggins also. Yeah. Did I mention it was originally, the, the comic company was originally Fawcett Comics? Yep, and that's so the high school's name. That's the name of the high school, and in the comics, in the DC Universe comics, um, this all takes place in Fawcett City. Okay. Just like Gotham or, or Metropolis. Um, so the choice to make it 
uh, canonically Philadelphia is a comics choice that happened again around the New 52. It might have happened after that. Okay. But... Just to get out of New York? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, so that's another thing DC always does is, like, none of the big cities in it are real cities. Mm-hmm. It's Gotham, but New York also exists. Yeah. They've fucked with all this geography. I mean, in those fucking Batman vs. Superman movies, like, Metropolis and Gotham are across, like, a bay from one another. Yep. It's like Jersey and Philly. Yep. And I'm like, that's dumb as dirt. You shouldn't have done that. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Yep. Oh, I know why. Won't say why. Mm-hmm. Don't need to get more hate on the internet. Zack Snyder's not good. Oh, who's that at? Oh, get out of here. Some little guy came in. He said Zack Snyder's not good. And I told him to get out. Because you don't talk like that around me about Zack Snyder. Because he's good. No, he's not. Hey, I told you to leave. <laughs> Boy, that guy. He just won't leave. I don't even know that guy. How'd he get in my house? Call police. <laughs> anyway. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. <sighs> It's been a one-act play. I know, man. Called Both Sides of the Coin. <laughs> uh, Shazam is what we were talking about. Uh, I guess. If you want to talk about movies on this podcast, which is clearly about comic books. <laughs> you were saying this is like our first uh, superhero. We did Batman. We did. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Yeah. We yeah. Batman but we didn't Robin. do. It's not yeah. one of the modern. Like. Comic book movies now, superhero no, movies yeah, now it's are part of a big thing. They're a different yeah. thing than they were when, yeah, the Joel Schumacher Batman was made. Even even though that was part of like a franchise that they yeah. wanted to keep rolling theoretically forever, right? Like, well, they... it was a false start because it was. We talked about this where it tanked uh, the Nicolas Cage Superman. Oh, Schumacher. Yeah. 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 Um, and like maybe they would have eventually done some sort of you know Clooney Batman meets Nicolas Cage Superman had had that worked right. out. In an alternate like, universe, yeah. Right, maybe that would have been a movie, but, like, it wasn't envisioned as, like, well, this this needs to happen so that we can have a shared universe, so we can do whatever, because that concept right. didn't exist until the MCU, really. Right. Like, movies have done shared universe shit, just, mean, just the same way comics did. Sure. Comics would, you know, like I said, Spider-Man would high-five Daredevil while they were swinging across fucking New York, you know, like, whatever. Yeah. But then... At some point, somebody started the, like, big company-wide crossover event. Sure. I don't know who did it first. You know, there are a lot of, like, early ones. The the biggest one from DC is probably Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is one of those, yeah. like, eventually we restart everything and try to relabel everything. And, like, some heroes died and some people were, like, solidified because they had sort of soft rebooted them a bunch and nobody knew who they were. Like, Hawkman is a real messy guy. Mm-hmm. You know, what's his origin? Who the fuck knows? Um... You know, everybody's got those. Uh, both all those companies have those guys. Yeah. Marvel's big crossover was Secret War, which yeah. was real cool, and that's where the black suit Spidey came from, and that's like Venom. And there's a lot of I read a lot of comic books, and it's all still up there, guys. Yeah, and I'm only just realizing that right now because I'm like two drinks in, and I'm like I haven't thought about comics in a long time. Well, so isn't and here we are? Isn't Neil Gaiman Sandman sharing a name with another superhero Sandman that maybe was like two? things or or reboot yeah, yeah or something. so yeah. um we're not gonna get onto that though neil game and oh sandman no i won't i won't yeah i'll save it for something. yeah yeah for something else because this is not what this is about but yeah so this is the first and it's not even really this if is... you got if the listeners if you guys want to hear a, a comic book podcast where i just talk about comic books a lot 
Right in. Right in. Email us. Yep. Right. Hey, watch great watches. W R I T E H W G W at gmail.com or send us a message on social media or whatever the Hunter fuck. needs to know that somebody will listen to it if he puts the effort into it. Because I don't. It's a lot I'll of do work. it. I'll do okay. it if I want to. You can't yeah, stop me. Sure. Anyhow. Unless that guy comes in here. <laughs> don't do it. They were saying that this was like EDCU, where it's the extended DC universe. Now, who the fuck knows not... what that means? <laughs> Superman shows up in this. Yes. Without seeing his face. Right, because Henry Cavill had left. Yeah. Henry Cavill was like, I'm done with this shit. You fucking removed my mustache with digital trickery. I hate it here. That was so... We've talked about it. Bad looking. So, I think my point with all of this was that um, this is not a Dr. Savannah origin that I'm familiar with. The Dr. Savannah that I'm familiar with is just like a little bald guy, evil scientist. Mm -hmm. He's very small. That's it. He's just a scientist. He just makes weird shit has a, you know, vendetta against Shazam just because he's stopped him a number of times over the years. Yeah. So I don't know if, like, this is comics accurate, if they've rebooted him to be, like, Mark Strong. <laughs> uh, like, a handsome tall man or, like, head of a corporation, like which is, like, a Lex Luthor thing. It just feels like a Lex Luthor rip to me. Yeah. I mean, especially the baldness and stuff. And... I mean, he's bald. He's bald in the comics, but he's, like, a little yeah. bald guy. Yeah, and I think um, he looks like the he looks more like the Doctor from Nightmare Before Christmas than he looks like Mark Strong. Like sure, we were talking about uh, Lex Luthor and how oh, uh, yeah. he kind of feels like a bit of a knockoff. And I'm not super familiar with Superman, but I did watch. He's a, the big guy with the blue. Oh my god, blue jacket. I did watch <laughs> a little bit of the Superman animated series that was on the same time as the Batman animated series. Yes. I did watch a bit of Smallville, although not the whole thing. I don't know how canon it is that Lex Luthor also had daddy issues and, like, a, an overbearing father. There's a bit of that in this. Also, it's played by the same guy who was the other yes. scientist in the Batman, Batman and Robin, Robin that we did, yeah. That um, Pamela Isley kills with her. John Glover yeah. is the actor's name. Yeah. Yes. And uh, he gets murdered early. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how canon to, like, the com. That's the thing is, like, comics are a cyclical thing where they feed off of whatever. So, especially with DC, who I said, they have big, like, clingy Tinder date energy, where they're like, please like me, I'll like what you like. I'll I'll like what you tell me to like. So if Smallville is, like, really hitting it, we will change the history of our characters, you know, in the comics to reflect what people are seeing every week on Smallville. Yeah. It's that kind of thing. Yeah, but I mean, you know, again, still the parallels with Superman and... Fawcett had this character, Shazam, that is outselling yeah. Superman. That's why they wanted and, it so bad. And then that they're using the same dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no. I mean, like, it's just a happy coincidence, I guess. Sure. Um, but, like, the Fawcett thing was, like, a lot weirder. There was, uh, we were talking about this off air. Um, Talkie Tawny was his best friend, which was, like, a talking tiger man. Yeah, very uh, Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, Calvin and Hobbes, and it was uh, informed by, like, you know, the comics of the day, which were, like, the the Little Nemo in Slumberland comics, like, where it's just, like, magic. It's just, like, who gives a shit? And in this, there's a bunch of tiger imagery, which we'll get to. Yeah. But, okay, so the plot of this movie is pretty... I'm gonna run through it at at a lightning pace. Here we go. Ready? Very appropriate. To, yeah, you know the super speed and the lightning. You're fingers. stopping the lightning Sorry. by talking. I can't. I can't lightning while you're looking at me. <laughs> so just extend your lightning rod. So <laughs> we get the origin of Doctor Savannah, which is like that he is sucked out of like it, it's a magic thing. So like you know he's... it starts out kind of alien abductiony, but then it's magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, and he's sucked out of an instant and then put back in that instant yeah. with like no no yeah. time lost you know, time yeah time <laughs> dilation thing yeah um, he's taken to I'm just gonna talk about it because like it is what it is it's the Rock of Eternity which is like Shazam's mm-hmm. kind of base it is a thing and it's that... not the Rock of Ages no that's a movie with Tom Cruise in it where he sings yeah it's a jukebox musical mm-hmm. anyway so it's that the Rock of Eternity and yeah. it exists at the nexus of like time and space mm. in the DC universe sure. And it's like the source point for magic. It's where magic like originated. That's why the, the rock Fountain is there. Head, but not the. You are just interjecting a lot of things for what, somebody that wants me to get through this really fast. Yeah, sorry. I will try to stop. It's fine. You need to just pick a lane. Yeah, do you want me gonna, to do it fast, or do you gonna, want to throw gonna, in a bunch of MST3K comments? Gonna just scrunch face Muppet over here. Just mm. so, but that's where the wizard who, as of this film, is named Shazam, played by Jamon Hansu, who is a great actor who is always relegated to these kinds of roles, and he's appeared in both the DC and Marvel Cinematic Universes. Uh, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy. He that's where he exists, and he is trying to find like the next bearer of the mantle of Shazam. He has grown old with these powers. There used to be a whole council of wizards. Again, I don't know how much of this is, like, when this stuff was introduced in the comics, but, like, I know it kind of is, like, uh, more recent than not. Yeah, he's trying to find a new heir, and so they, they suck Dr. Savannah out of his car. Well, he's like, I have to see if you're pure of heart. And He's also, like, eight, so he's not a doctor. He's a little kid. Yeah. A little kid, Dr. Savannah. Okay. You could be a doctor as a kid. Uh-huh. Dexter's lab, he was, a, he was a doctor, right? Scientist? I think he was a mad scientist. I don't think he had a doctorate. I don't anyway. Know. Yeah, and he's like, I want to see if you're pure of heart. And Kid Savannah is like tempted by. So in the Rock of Ages is like kind of a, a Bat Cave situation, or Superman has like the Fortress of Solitude where he keeps like all these like memorabilia of his adventures and shit. There's a couple of those in the Rock of Ages. Um, there's a helmet which I don't get the reference to, and there's a burning fiddle which I I can only assume is uh, there's a comic uh, somebody gives Nero. The, the, you know, famous Roman Emperor Nero, who famously fiddled while Rome burned. Um, He gave him a magic fiddle that shot fire, but it was in the present day, so he almost burned down, I guess it's New York, I don't remember. Or Fawcett City, because that's probably where it took place. Um, So I think that's a reference to that. And then there's a little glass, like, uh, biodome case with... um, Terrarium. Yeah, terrarium. Thank you. Mm -hmm. With a little caterpillar guy in it, who... We will see later, but he is a very famous Shazam villain named Mr. Mind, who is, I think, from Venus, and he's a super smart caterpillar worm guy. Um, he's telepathic, and he talks with, like, a electronic voice box, and it's very cool. I like a weird villain. So, a tiny worm that's, like, super smart and does mind control shit is real cool. Then, in the main hall are these seven statues that look real cool. They're monsters, and they represent the seven sins, the seven deadlies, right? And then across from them is um, some kind of glowing orb wrapped in coral that they refer to as the eye. Mm-hmm. But that's all they ever refer to it as. I didn't get the eye of what. At least Marvel has the decency to call something the eye of Agamotto. Um, this is just the eye. And so little little kid Savannah is uh, there and old man Jaman Hansu with a goofy ass beard is like, you know, I want to see if you're pure of heart. But Savannah is tempted by the seven deadlies who are like, we'll give you more power. Don't trust this dude. Uh, who definitely has done magic and has a glowing lightning bolt in his chest, will give you different power. You just take the eye. And he's like, ooh, and he goes and reaches for it, at which point he gets a little zap from the security coral, I guess. Yeah, then, you know, he's unworthy. So he's sent back to the moment from which he was taken, 
and he he kind of is like you know freaked out because he didn't know where he went and what happened he's like no 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 i can do better like let me and he tries to open the door and his dad who as you mentioned is uh legend old luther um lionel mm, sure lionel richie uh, he's dancing on the ceiling, and he uh, swerves the car. They almost get into a car accident, and then they actually get into a car accident. Because yeah, his dad's a, a dick. They do a slow-mo. Well, yeah, his dad's a dick. His yeah, because he's like... a dick. Like, right. Yeah, there's a whole know. thing, because Savannah, little little kid Savannah's playing with a magic eight ball. Yep. You know, his brother's like, you're an idiot. Magic eight ball's not magic, you fuckwad, or whatever. And he's like, uh, brr. And then that's when he looks at it, and it starts showing these, like, weird symbols... And that's when he's like, and so alien- is the car radio. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when he's an alien abducted to the Rock of Ages. Um, again, not what it's called. But, yeah. And uh, yeah, so then he comes back. They swerve, they spin out, and then you know his dad's too busy being like, "The fuck, you could have killed us!" to actually drive out of the intersection. So he gets t-boned, um, which I thought killed his dad. But later on, we see his dad, and that yeah. wasn't clear. <laughs> yeah. So when his dad was in the business, like the boardroom, I was like, "Oh." I'm glad he yeah, didn't dad, die. Dad's not dead, but um, dad, he's kind of fucked up. Let's go talk to him now. Um, <laughs> I love how many times you call that back. Yeah, it makes me um, feel good. That no, movie's great. Uh, but also with the t boning, it's kind of in slow motion, and yeah. they do uh, the "Do you hear what I hear?" like Christmas Carol. Yeah, stuff. it takes place at Christmas or around Christmas. Yeah, but it's also not the like. Child. Yeah, it's not slowed down pop, it's just slowed down action, it ends up being kind of good. Yeah, it's I bad. liked it. Yeah, um, it's, it's fine. Yeah, and also, uh, the Magic 8-Ball tells him, find us. Yes, he gets out of the car, because his dad was thrown out of the car, and he's bloodied, but he's, I guess, alive. And his brother's like, this is your fault. His brother, fuck him, I don't know if he's a comic character or not, I don't know. But, uh, he's standing there like, no, no, I didn't, you know, like, a wizard took me to a weird rock in space. And then he, like, his foot bumps the magic eight ball and it says, find us. Yep. And then it cut, that that said, like, wherever the fuck 1974. And now it says, Philadelphia now. Mm-hmm. And I went, hell yeah. Yeah. Um. They do a lot of Philly establishing shots yeah. of, like, the skyline and City Hall with Billy Penn on the top. Yeah, ironically, and... they're playing a song whose lyrics are, like, the real thing. And I'm like, but it's not, though. It's, like, mostly filmed in Toronto. Yeah. Which I could turn into a rap. It seems like Philly, but it's not, though. It's mostly filmed in Toronto. <laughs> Thank you. Boys to Men, I am accepting offers to join you. Yeah, so after we've established that we're in Philadelphia, yeah, totally for realies. Don't mind. Don't any worry of, about it. The, yeah, don't worry. Don't look too close, but don't, don't worry about don't it. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> there's a kid who is standing outside a pawn shop that an alarm is sounding at, and the cops roll up, and he's like, hey, yeah, thank, thank goodness you're here. There's a guy in there, and he, he was robbing the pawn shop. He fakes uh, a break-in, yep. and then once the cops are inside, he locks them in by pulling the gate down. Yep. And he uses the onboard, you know, cop computer to look up addresses because as we will find out, he is, you know, in the... Looking for his mom. Yeah, he's looking for his birth mother. He's in the um, foster system and yeah, he knows his name is Billy Batson and he's looking for other Batsons and he thinks he's found the one. And then like, there's a pretty good gag where he's talking to, you know, he finds the address. He goes there, he steals the cop's Gino's... Steak. Yeah, cheese steak. yeah, Philly... Uh, a lot of people know Pats and Geno's because they are two cheese steakeries that are right across the street from each other. Yep, that have a Marvel-DC friendly rivalry. Yeah, pretty much. So I guess, canonically, Geno's is the DC of the of the two. That fits, because it's worse. I guess. 
<laughs> so, wow, shots fired. Uh, like so many shots. They're neither of them. Listen, are... I don't. I, I. They're not. Neither place is my go-to cheesesteakery. Right. Yeah. Right. Sorry. But uh, Gino's was the one that had, uh, you know, some like speak American signage. The, yeah, the racist shit. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. So of the two, I've only ever had Pat's, and it is not great. But also, at least it's not racist or at least not outwardly racist yeah it's fine they're both fine yep. as far as food quality but yeah one of them doesn't have like ra- recently very racist signage yep so you know um choices yeah and so he, there's like a funny gag where he goes to this lady's house he's talking to her through the door he's like are you you know yeah. whatever batson rachel batson and she's like yeah and he's like i think you're my mom and she opens the door and she's like a black lady and he's a little white kid and she goes yeah are you sure and he's like oh i'm very sorry to have bothered you and then he turns around the cop pulls up and he's like you shouldn't have taken my lunch he's like did you leave me any fries yeah yeah it's fine there's i mean even a thing where like he looks real slick but then gets undercut because like the cops are like you know hey some kids stole our squad car he's like Believe that somebody stole my walkie. Yeah, he's like, ignore that. Uh, <laughs> some, yeah. Or some kid took my walkie-talkie. And she's like, walkie-talkie? How old are you? And he's like, d- d- uh, uh. Yep. Yeah. So we get a flashback, his origin, which is he was with his mom at a Philadelphia. Fair. No, he wasn't. I don't think oh, it was I, Philadelphia. I thought, I thought it was the same. I don't think it was supposed to be the I same thing. I thought it was thing. the same fairground. Maybe. Okay, never mind then. It was some kind of fair, but maybe it was the same thing. Um, okay. Later on, we see a fair, and it's called Philadelphia, you know, yeah. fairground or which, whatever. Is not a real thing. Nope. By the way. No, that's fine, though. Um, I don't mind it. If you Google it, uh, it is a nail polish color. Oh, yeah? Yep. It is an icy blue. Oh, that's stupid. Yep. So, we get his flashback, and he and his mom are at, like, a carnival, and maybe it's Philadelphia. Yeah. And um, his mom's throwing darts, and she's trying to win him a stuffed tiger, which is, I think, an allusion to Talkie Tawny. Yeah. And she instead wins him a, like, little compassy keychain thing, and they're walking through a crowd, he drops it and you know there's so many people that like it gets kicked away and he goes after it and then when he you know picks it up and finds it he can't find her and he's lost and then we see cops with him who are like don't worry kid you know we'll find your mom they they always turn they always turn up it's fine mm-hmm. and then you know obviously that did not happen because he's still yeah. looking for her and he's like older now he's a teenager yep really yeah. not a very ohana moment uh no no his mom is very not ohana no she's very on ohana not cool his mom sucks Referencing our Lilo and Stitch episode. Yes. Get our Lilo means family. Our yeah. family means nobody gets left behind or forgotten. But this is not that movie. Correct. So <laughs> get our Lilo and Stitch episode. It was not that long ago. You can find it. Louisjohn.com. Yeah, when we finally meet his mom, she stinks. And, like, she's not, Dude. like, a bad person. She just sucks. Although she's she, she is letting, like, mm, personal uh, comfort get in the way of, like, obligation and responsibility yeah it's like shitty i'll i'll get to that when we yes get to that. yeah yeah. we will yeah. get to it i don't whatever we're yeah. supposed to feel ambiguous to her or like positive and i feel very staunchly negative oh no i we're, we'll get to it so um for some reason yeah he's at school and you know this, the guidance counselor is like hey you know you ran away from a place in pittsburgh but it's like why is he at school i don't whatever um i was unclear on like what what school he was at and why like if he ran away from a place to go to philly to look for his mom why would he be enrolled in any school and there's no scene that explains like oh well we took him to a school to get educated while we find a foster home for him or whatever like none of that it's just him in like a guidance counselor's office i think and anyway then she's like well there's a family outside waiting for you 
Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was supposed to be school or if that was supposed to be like a child services office. Oh, maybe? It's unclear. Yeah. Either way, it's not helpful. Yeah, I mean, like, okay, so he's been in the foster system for all of his life. He's been a constant runaway. So yeah, because he's always looking very, for his mom. Yeah, very troubled boy um, not getting the support and assistance he needs. Yes, um, and the family waiting outside, well, the, the parents waiting outside for him are Rosa and Victor Vasquez, played by Marta Milans and Cooper Andrews, who are both great in this. Yeah, they are so sweet. <laughs> yeah, very small parts overall, but, like, they pack a lot of character into them. Yeah, they um, have, like, a throwaway about how, like, oh, we were both foster kids, so we get it. Yeah. And stuff, and they just seem like, you know, two people that really love each other and really love their family and really want to give these kids like a, a loving home and a chance and right. that is and help them have like yeah. fully developed lives and be people right and, you know and like aren't super overbearing either like no. definitely are like you know take the time you need take the space you need we're here if you need us like right. it's it's just it's so sweet <laughs> yeah they're they're fucking sweethearts like you love them yeah. almost immediately yeah and i'm getting all choked up thinking about some of that because like yeah, like, they seem to really give a shit in a way that not a lot of adults seem to do for... No, yeah. and in a lot of, like, children's stories and literature, like, yeah. foster homes are played for, like, creeps. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, like a series of unfortunate events, like, you know, stuff like that, where it's like, oh, my uncle's crazy and creepy. You right. Know? And I mean, like, with this, because family and like connection become an important part of your climax it's establishing early like a backbone for this yeah in like a a very like showing not telling kind of way yeah yeah yeah. you know yeah no um the bond that all these characters have uh is very just shown yeah and it you know trusts you to pick up on it and get it and understand like why that's important i mean there is some like dialogue about like it's, it's after he first trans- transforms and, you know, he's sneaking back in. He, like, overhears the two of them talking. Um, right. And they're like, you know. They're concerned. Well, but, they're like, yeah. you know, I always say, like, family, like, this is only a home once you call it that. Right. You know, like. Yeah. It's up to, you know, it's up to them to make their own decisions and stuff. Right. It's cool. Like, it's. Yeah, yeah. They're voicing some larger themes, but in a way that doesn't feel like an info dump. It just feels like they're venting to each other. Yeah. You know. And, you know, it, it shows why these kids have the agency that they have. Yeah. Um, which is going to be important because they're all characters. You yeah. Know? They're not just, like, wallpaper. Right. So, uh, Even and you, Pedro, who has, like, no lines. Whenever, well, pointedly. Like, yeah. That's his whole like, bit. I know, is that he's very silent, but then, like, gets, you know, very... Yeah. So, yeah. we yeah. do meet the other foster siblings. Yes. Um, so, that's Darla, played by Faith Herman. Um, that she's my favorite. She's great. Uh, Mary, played by Grace Fulton. Eugene, played by Ian Chen. And Pedro, played by uh, Hoven. J-O-V-A-N. Hoven, I'm yeah. guessing. Yep. Hoven Armand. Yeah. Um, and Freddie. And Freddie. Uh, a more major. Yes. Freddie, uh, who's played by Jack Dylan Grazer from It, which we talked about. Yeah. He's like Billy's like bestie. And bunkmate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's now got, like, you know, five siblings uh, all of a sudden. Yeah. And uh, and and parents. And, you know, and he don't give a shit because he's just going to find his mom and be on his way. That's his whole uh, deal. But when you meet Freddy, which is Jack Dylan Glazer, 
he is a superhero nerd. Oh, absolutely. Every scene he's in, he's wearing a superhero shirt. Uh, I caught Aquaman, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman shirts at different times. Okay. Um, he's got a Superman backpack. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's more at any point. Yeah. Um, but he also collects, like, memorabilia. He's got action figures, magazine covers. He's got a Batarang that apparently was, you know used by Batman. There's a bullet that has a certificate of authenticity with it in a little Ziploc bag that apparently was like shot at Superman and recovered from a, you know, bank robbery or crime scene or whatever the fuck. And yeah, he's a big old superhero nerd. Um, he has a bad leg and, uh, you know, a little leg brace crutch thing. Yeah. Uh, he made some joke that he was jumping out the window and yeah, yeah. when he sees when, when, uh, Billy sees, Oh, do we mention Billy? I don't know if I mentioned Billy. Um, Billy's played by Asher Angel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you did not mention me, yes. Yeah, uh, so when he sees the room, he, like, looks out the window, and, and, yeah, Freddy's like, well, it's pretty high up, I wouldn't try jumping, trust me, and he pulls out his crutch. We find Savannah as an adult, Savannah is, um, you know, funding research into mass hysteria, but a specific, uh, you know, strain of it, which involves people having the same experience that he had, um, he's, you know... He's searching for other people who have encountered the wizard, seen the symbols, been, you know, magically transported to the rock. Um, but he's couching it as research into mass hysteria. Right. And then finally he, you know, his main scientist is interviewing someone who's like, well, I had some video, you know, of like this weird uh, light outside my door and my clock radio like was flashing all these weird things. Hold on, let me upload it. And she uploads it. And he's like, ha, got it. It's he, the same symbols right. that he knew of. It's the same symbols that he's yeah had his whole life, but he noticed somehow that they were repeating a sequence of seven. So when he writes them in that order seven times on a door, um, and then like pounds on the door, it then like becomes a magic portal to the Rock of Eternity. Yeah. Well, he doesn't pound on it. Okay. I was just gonna say. Yeah. But the the scientist lady is like, so like you be- expect me to believe this, and like hits it. And then, like, a light comes from behind it and an ominous sound. Um, and then she turns to dust. Yeah. And again, this is where the horror comes in, where you're like, wow, that's fucking dark. Mm-hmm. Um, it's real cool, because she's like, ah! Like, screams yeah. and dissolves into nothingness, and he doesn't care. No. Um, so, yeah, he goes into the Rock of Eternity again after all these years and immediately grabs the eye. And, you know, all the sins are like, fuck yes, he's back. This is great. We all sound like this. Kind of. One of us sounds like Dr. Claw at one yeah, point. Yeah, they're doing like a weird telepathy thing where they yeah. don't actually ever talk. No. They just kind of project well, that When he voice. first sees them, they're statues and their yeah. eyes light up when they talk. But that's about it. And then later, they're a bunch of CGI nonsense that's mostly smoke and then occasionally has a form. Yeah. And they're kind of cool looking monsters, but sure. like, I just wish they weren't smoke. Yeah. Like a lot. Because yeah. they're mostly smoke and it sucks. Yeah. Because it's just like nothing. Although, the times where they're interacting with the kids is actually very well done. Well, yeah, when they are when they have a physical form. I'm just saying, like, yeah. in general, when they have a physical form, it's way cooler. I, I also wish they were different colors. But, I mean, also colors. Just, like, it's well-created, like, CG yeah, stuff. it doesn't look bad. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, like, that's because they save their budget by having them be fucking smoke a lot. Sure. And, you know, it's to the point where, like, it's, I don't know, a little ways into the movie before we actually see that they still have forms. Right. And I was like, oh, because I was like, oh, are they just smoke? Because, like, the statues had, like, cool 
designs and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're then, almost like kind of gargoyle-y, but yeah. also monstery. They look like Venom, y'all. Yeah. Comic books. They look. They all look like different Venoms. The <laughs> fat Venom is gluttony. The one with four arms is greed. The one with a long tongue is lust. The tiny one is envy. Like, yeah, it's just what it is. Like I guess the winged one is wrath. I guess. Probably. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, they all turn into smoke, they fly into the eye, the eye shoots itself into his head and takes place of his real eye, even though when it's floating there, it's the size of, like, a softball, and then it becomes, like, his actual eye. Yeah. Um. It glows blue. Yeah, it's a guy, you got a blue, there's a bunch of, he takes his sunglasses off to reveal the eye again, even though yeah. we've already done that reveal a couple of times, it loses impact. Yeah, he got a scar there now. Yeah. You know. Um, and he is their champion the same way, you know, the, the wizard Shazam is looking for a new champion to hold all the powers of Shazam. Yep. Right? So, okay. So everybody's looking for champions. Yes, where we find it's Fawcett High. Uh, Freddy is asking Billy whether he'd rather have flight or invisibility to drive home that he's a superhero nerd. Yeah, in my notes, I say that he's being a little much. Yeah. Freddy's Bo- a little both, much. Both him and Darla are a little much, but with her, it's kind of nervous talking, whereas with him... Yeah, she sort of seems... says, like, I don't, silence makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and Freddy goes, she's very rarely uncomfortable. Whereas Freddy seems almost more needy. Yeah. She just He straight up seems, says that at the end. Yeah. He's like, everything about me is getting trying to get people to pay attention to me. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's a kid with a bad leg, and he's sure. a foster kid with a bad leg. Yeah. So he just wants people to notice him and not be like, oh, you're a kid with a bad leg, you're a foster kid with a bad leg. Yeah. They just, he just wants people to see him as Freddy. Yeah. So he's like, I'm a superhero nerd. I can talk, I can be that guy. So then the car, I refer to them constantly as the car bullies. I did not get their names. They are two assholes who seem too old to go to that school, but whatever. And they well, pull up in a giant, like, SUV-type truck thing, yeah, and so they straight-up hit Freddy with it. I thought that they were joyriding, and that seems like one of them owns it. Yeah. Which is surprising to me. Yeah. <laughs> For <laughs> a mean, lot of reasons. I mean, also, like, I don't know. I never had a car. I didn't know anybody that had a car. Yeah, anybody I wish I had a knew... car so I could hit kids with bad legs. Anybody that I knew that drove in high school drove their parents' car. I mean, maybe that's his parents' car. Yeah. You don't know. But, but, like, nobody could take it to school, you know? You don't know? Well, n- okay. Yeah. They're just yeah, the bad guys. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And they hit Freddy with the car. Yeah. And then, you know, his crutch scratches the fucking finish, so now they're mad at him because they're shit heels. Yeah. It's real good shit heel movie behavior. Oh, dude. Like, later on, they're on the Ferris wheel at the Philadelphia thing and yeah. stuff, and the one guy's like, dude, I spat on a baby. <laughs> I have that in my notes. Like, it's unreal. Yeah, they're classic 80s, like, bullies from yeah. the movie, but, you know, supplanted to 2019 yeah. or whatever. just, like, astounding assholes. Uh, Billy is gonna walk away until they start making fun of him for not having a mom, which is a sore subject for Billy. So then Billy comes back and whoops him a little bit with a crutch, and then... They give chase. Uh, he runs down to the L, although, again, it's definitely not the L. Again, not the SEPTA logo, but I'll give him a pass because I'm pretty sure that's a copyright logo. Yeah, it's close, it's but close it's, all, it's all red, whereas the real one is red and blue. It's just and also wrong. The it's font's just wrong. a little weird. Yeah, it's yeah. just not right. Yeah. It's just not it. And it's also way too clean to be the L. Yeah. I've well, never been on... I've, I've lived in this city my whole life. I've taken the L thousands of times. I've never once been on uh, an L car that's been this clean, ever. Even when they redid them, like, 15 years ago, when they yeah. were all new, and they had, like, 
the the cushion seats with the fucking material. They weren't the plastic shit anymore. Right. Even then, and it was already too through. dirty. Yeah. Yeah, then while he's on it, it starts to speed up, and the people vanish, and it's going at, like, light speed. It looks like, uh, you know, like, hyperspace from, you know, Star Wars or it's whatever. It's like you got on the express by accident. Sure, that happens all the time. <laughs> and then, also, just like when you get on the express, ice uh, creeps over all the windows, and you wake up in the Rock of Eternity. Yeah, um, no, happens to me all happened. the time. <laughs> I, it's done a number of times. Yeah, he wakes up in the cave, and Shazam is there, Jaman Hansu, and he's like, you know, same same deal as Savannah. He's like, I'm still looking for my champion. Uh, are you pure at heart? And except this time, he gives him a little bit more backstory, which I think is laying the track for a Black Adam movie. So this is the thing. I wanted to ask yeah. you this. This is the thing with this movie. They announced this kind of like backdoor announced this a long time ago by saying like the rock. I call him Dwayne, but he's known as the rock Johnson mm-hmm. rock. The Dwayne Johnson was signed on to a Shazam movie. That's all they said. Yeah. This is like, I don't know, years ago now, like six, seven years ago. And everybody was like, Oh, is he going to play Shazam? And people were like, Oh, he's probably going to play black Adam. Black Adam is the anti Shazam. Like he has the same powers, but he's a bad guy. That's basically the, the gist of him. Mm-hmm. The Rock would make a great Black Adam because he'd be charismatic, and also he's fucking huge, so whoever you put against him, it's going to actually look like they're going to have a run for their money. Yeah. While also the villain being an actor. Like, without having to be like, oh, we're going to Thanos it and just put Josh Brolin's head on a big CG body. Like, you could kind of just have The Rock in tights, and it still looks imposing, you know? Right, sure. So, um, I was like, yeah, you know, whatever. So I started thinking, who would I want to play Shazam opposite the rock as black adam um and over the years i have because it's been a long time i've had three people come up as who i would want to play shazam Mm -hmm. in order they were patrick warburton Mm -hmm. because that just makes sense he looks like the character yeah big chin broad chest Mm -hmm. got a great voice seems fun he seems like this kind of thing and then also rob riggle for basically the same reasons yeah Big chin, broad man, funny guy, like, seems strong. And then most recently, when I was really thinking about it as, like, who would I want to see fight The Rock? John Cena. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, the thing about the Shazam, some of the Shazam origins is, like, he exists as what a kid thinks a superhero looks like. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. like, having it be John Cena makes a weird kind of... I mean, same thing with any of those, Rob Riggle and Patrick Warburton. Like, it's kind of what you think a superhero should look like. Yeah. But anyway, uh, the the Shazam we get in this movie is Zachary Levi, you know, of Chuck, popular television show Chuck, that I, I think we watched one episode of, or two? I don't even know. It was a while ago. Yeah. It's one of those shows that I've heard about forever, never watched, and we were like... It was like summer. It was really hot. Yeah. We were going to spend a lot of time in the air conditioning watching Netflix. And I was like, you want to watch Chuck? I think we watched like one or two episodes. And we're like, this is fine. And then never went back to it after the first day. Um, it's not a, I'm not, it's not a judgment call. I'm just saying. Yeah. This is our history with Zachary Levi. Um, I thought he was good in this though. He's fine. Um, yeah. yeah. He's, he's good. He's, you know, he makes a fun. Yeah. Fun Shazam. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what happens. Uh, you get the the backstory, which is like we had a previous champion, but he turned on us and killed everybody but me, Jaman Hansu. Yeah. So now I have all the power, and I am old and tired, and I want to pass along the mantle to somebody else. And I think that's you, Billy. And he's like, I don't know. And there's it's a lot of comedy. There's a lot of like 
put your hand upon my staff. And he's like, gross, dude. You know, yeah. shit like that. It's very funny. Like, sure. It's it's fine. And then, but he eventually does. He's like, say my name. He's like, well, I don't know your name. We just met. And he's like, it's Shazam. And he's like, really? He's like, just say it. And so he says it. And then he turns into Zachary Levi. Yep. Lightning strikes. And he turns into it. I have the laundry list of what Wizard Shazam says his powers are. Oh, yeah. So Shazam turns out as an acronym. It's the uh, Wisdom of Solomon, that's the S, the Strength of Hercules, the Stamina of Atlas, the Power of Zeus, the Courage of Achilles, and the Speed of Mercury. I didn't realize that spelled out Shazam. Yep, Shazam. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, and in the comics, there's a whole bunch of other shit done with that over the years. Like, there's a, like, um, evil opposite power, which is uh, Mazus, which is Shazam backwards. Yeah. And then at one point, um, because the Rock of Ages was, like, I don't know, damaged or cut off from magic or something, like, he couldn't draw his powers from the gods, from those gods. So he had to draw his powers from a bunch of gods that DC Comics owns. Oh, Um, boy. So it's like, you know, this one, which is from, like, this comic and, like, the, you know, this one from, like, the Martian Manhunter's backstory, like a Martian god. And then, like, one of uh, the fake guys we made up for Wonder Woman and, like, all that kind of mm-hmm. shit. Um, but it still spelled out Shazam, luckily. And his name wasn't, like, Blork. Cool. Or something. Yeah. Which would have been funnier. Sure. If he had to be like, Blork! And then lightning, yeah. lightning strikes or there's a fart noise or something and then he's, like, a big, super strong guy. Mm-hmm. Blork. Anyway. So, yeah. Then he reawakens on the L and... And he big now. Yeah, he's a, he's a grown man. He's wearing red tights with a lightning bolt on his chest and a white cape. And some crazy dude on the L is like, dude, gold shoes, a gold belt, a white cape. It shouldn't work, but it does. People are all like, hey, there's a lot of ADR dialogue. I've never had anybody on public transportation talk about my outfit. And I'm no, happy about that. No, I did. Ju- I did once have uh, two um, homeless people have sex at the other end of a car that only contained them and me. And at one point I just like is there nobody else on this car? And I looked and there were just two people going at it. And I was like, I'm going to move to the next car. Yeah. I'm gonna give them the room. Sure. I don't know what the mm-hmm. etiquette is in this situation. Uh, yeah. Then he goes back to his foster home and he finds uh, Freddie doing the dishes and he holds up a little handwritten thing that says, don't scream. And, but he looks in and he's, you know, in his superhero costume and he's Zachary Levi. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of get, like, a mini, like, trying to figure out what his powers are, and he can't fly, and he can't turn invisible, but Freddy's like, oh, yeah, it worked. And he's like, I'm invisible, holy shit! And he's, like, doing high kicks and stuff, and then some kids walking by are like, nice outfit, asshole! Yeah. And he's like, oh, and then Freddy's like, I was maybe also trying to test your super intelligence. (laughs) Um, And he's like, you know what, dude? And he points at him, and lightning shoots out of his finger and hits a power transformer, and all the lights go out. And he's like, oh, you got lightning fingers! Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and speed. Well, yeah, then we find out yeah. he's got super speed, uh, cause he stops a, uh, you know, mugging. Yeah. Well, he tries to thwart an already thwarted purse snatching because, uh, it wasn't this woman screaming. It was the guy because she had maced him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, and cause again, it's Zachary Levi, like a 30 year old man or whatever, um, appropriating the speech patterns of a teenage boy. So he's like, Oh yeah, dope. No, you really got him. You're you're really on top of this. Like it's it's pretty fun. Like uh-huh. and Zachary Levi's good in this. Yeah. He's good at that. And yeah. Um, um she yeah, well. doesn't want anything to do with any of this and ends up giving them seventy three dollars to just leave her the fuck alone. Yeah, at one point they refer to Freddie as his little miniature manager. Which <laughs> I was just like, that's some wrestling speak right there. Sure. Yeah. That's like Jimmy Hart. 
He yep. was the miniature manager. <laughs> the Heart Foundation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, he might have been an average-sized man, but next to, like, Bret oh, Hart and Arn Anderson, whoever the fuck, uh, Jim, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, like, yep. he's, he might as well have been a toothpick with shoes on. Like, yeah. so... He is a deer among elk. Yeah. Um, so then they go try... Here's where, here's where it falls apart is Philadelphia. They go it's, try to buy beer at a convenience store. You can't do that. You can't do that here. Especially not in 2019. Maybe, yeah. like, shit, maybe by the time this episode drops, they'll have changed that. Because yeah. it's slowly peeling back. You can, you know, whatever. You used to not be able to buy any liquor on Sunday. It was a whole pain in the ass. It doesn't yeah. matter. But Pennsylvania has some of the most restrictive alcohol purchasing laws anywhere, yeah. I think. Man, like... Yeah. Weird for being the coolest for be for housing the coolest city in the entire fucking world, Philadelphia. <laughs> thank you very much. Hard hard to get beer and booze around here uh, unless you're going to very specific places at very specific times. Yeah, weirdly puritanical about the liquor laws. Yep. But that shit's getting repealed anyway. So yeah. you, can, you still can't buy beer in a corner store yeah, no. or a or a convenience store. Yeah. Can't and, get wine at the Wawa. Yeah, and also Ain't gonna happen. And also. You'll never fucking go into a place in Philadelphia and have the little sign above the, the you know, freezy case say pop, because that's not what we call it here. Oh, God. Did, I didn't see that. Yep. That's wrong. Yep. It says, it should say soda. Yep. Because that's what we call it here. Yep. Nobody calls it pop. No. Whatever. Yeah, no. Huge problem for me, personally. No, well, that's like, you're not... Paying attention to the region that you're setting this in. Yeah, just call me. I'm a Philadelphian. Be like, yeah. hey, uh, here's photos of the set. I'm like, well, that shit shouldn't say pop at all. Yeah. Could have pulled in Bradley Cooper just for, uh, you know, the, what's the word? Verisimilitude. No. Because he's, he's a local boy. and yeah. it's Local-ish. Not as local yeah, as me. Uh, yeah, but like enough that he could tell them that they did that wrong. Um, What is it? Consulting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or I mean, again, just get some. Call dude. Danny Dijewski. Yeah, he knows. He knows <laughs> yeah. all the ins and outs. Yeah. Just get some dude. They will be cheaper than getting Bradley Cooper to consult. <laughs> yeah, Danny Dijewski is a fraction of the price. Sure. Oh yeah. Um. You probably do that for a hoagie. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No big deal. Yeah, you might have to pay him off with a Camaro, but better be bitching. Oh boy. Yo, better be bitching. Uh huh. So the convenience store gets robbed. This is where we find out he's bulletproof. Some good humor in here. He gets shot, and, you, you know, he doubles over, and everybody's like, oh, shit. And then you see the bullet hit the ground, and it's a, it's a real hero moment of, like, hell yeah, it he's is, bulletproof. But it is the worst way to test if you're bulletproof, man. Well, then <laughs> he's be... like, Freddie wants to yeah. film it because he's been filming all this for his YouTube channel, you know. Well, he was also, he's also filming it like this is video uh, evidence because uh, he's trying to get his own, like, souvenirs to sell to people, I think. Yeah, yeah. Is, sure. Yeah, this is video authentication. Sure. Yeah, but yeah. he's like, oh, shoot him again. Say, so shoot him some more. And he's like, all right, but is the suit bulletproof or are you? And he's like, I don't know. How do we test it? He's like, shoot him in the face. He's like, yeah, shoot me in the in the, in the the face. And they shoot him in the face. And it's good. It's funny. Yeah. And he's like, I'm bulletproof. And then. He's like, kind of tickles. Yeah, he's like, kind of tickles. And then yeah. uh, it cuts to like an out, uh, you know, smash cut to outside where the two guys get launched through the window and they've had like uh, Christmas lights tied around their wrists. They still run away. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they come out, uh, um, Billy and Freddy, well, Shazam and Freddy, and they've got the case of beer. They take a sip, and they're like, oh, this tastes like vomit. Yeah, they and spit it, it out. Yeah, and then it cuts to them coming out with a bunch of snacks and Slim Jims and shit. Yep. Which is funny. Yeah. The the line read is that it kind of tickles, and then he turns to the guys, and he's like, you're dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kinda, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Um, 
there's just like little little moments that just get you know again you yeah know. this is this is a movie that has humor in it and also color and light and like hope and all these yeah, um, totally and yeah. all these totally gay things that like real men don't like I guess or whatever <laughs> I don't know dude I just I don't get watching these Snyder type movies that are just like so gritty and shit. And like, that's the only way you can appreciate a superhero is like, look how much he suffered. That was what makes him a hero or whatever. I don't get it. This gets real in certain spots, but also has fun. Right. But like, just look at die hard. It's a movie where the hero suffers a whole lot, but it's still really funny. And he's a good person. Yeah. Like, and no one's ever like, oh, man, Die Hard sucks because he's not edgy enough. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. I just don't get, especially, like, they Batman. They contrive him having his shoes off so he can step on broken glass. <laughs> right. Which feels kind of edgy. No, it's just, it, it, that's the thing, they don't, they don't try that hard. It's not like, oh, they really jump through hoops to get his shoes off. His shoes, you know, coming off is a thing that makes sense. It's established. It makes sense in the movie. And you're just like, shit, what a situation to be in. And then he's got to walk on broken glass. And you're like, oh, wow, 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 wowie, wow, wow. You know? Like, that's what it is. Sure. And in this, it would be like, I had to take my shoes off because an orphan was crushed. You know, or whatever. And you're yeah. just like, all right, Batman. And, like, again, even in Batman, I could see maybe that being the argument. Like, he's supposed to be dark. It's supposed to be. I disagree, but I could see that argument. Yeah. But, like, wanting that for Superman. I believe we've Being talked. like, look how much he suffers. I believe I specified that, like, I was very into the uh, Batman the Animated Series. The world's greatest detective Batman. Yeah. The, like, there's Sherlock a, Holmes millionaire Batman. Yeah, there's a million different, like, interpretations of Batman. Sure, yeah. And I don't think any of them should be this dark. It's, it's just, it's dumb. And justifying like, oh, look how look how evil Superman or Batman becomes when you kill the woman they love or whatever. And it's like, but like you also don't spend the time to make it known that they love that person. Yeah. So the the loss doesn't feel like anything except for a loss in name only. Right. Like it's just like, oh, I have the excuse to become like the worst I can possibly be because my girlfriend died. And it's like, okay, but like, did you even love that person? Because we don't know that. Right. And it's like, oh, well, no, but she was my girlfriend, so I must have. And it's like, okay, but, like, did you... Like, it's so hollow and weird, and, like, this movie doesn't do that stuff. Which I guess is why they established that it's the... Extended universe. Extended universe. (laughs) It's not the main universe, because the main universe is mean and dark and edgy, and you gotta sleep on broken glass, and you gotta eat a bunch of shit, and everybody's mom's named Martha, and they're all dead. I guess. But there's laughter in this. It's not coming from Jared Leto, so we don't like it. I don't know. I don't understand. But yeah, they go to chill by the art museum with their snacks. It is yep. actually the art museum. Yeah. I spent a lot of time there as a adolescent, just hanging out on the steps outside because my friends and I lived very close, and it was a place that was, you know, free to be at, and that they wouldn't really kick you off of. Yeah, and I was also there a lot because I... Um, am a perfect physical match for Rocky from the film Rocky, like, except way handsomer. (laughs) And um, I would always go there with my shirt off because that's a thing that does not make me awkward to do because of how good my body looks. And then I would lift my arms above my head and people would throw money at me. But no, seriously, um, (laughs) we'd hang out on the steps and usually juggle. Yeah. Because a lot of my friends did juggle. Yeah, you were friends with a lot of circus clowns. I mean... And then, you know, then the Joker... Recruited them all to be in his army of really edgy dudes. Sure. I don't know what edgy music is anymore. I'm old and I don't care about being edgy. I mean... Which is why I guess I don't like the Snyder movies. I know I know. Little Nas X was popular edgy. 
the last month or yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I think Lil Nas X just pissed a bunch of people off for, like, no reason. Yeah. Because he was just like, this is great and fun. And yeah. everybody was like, hey, I hate fun. Yeah. <laughs> I hate your gay fun. He's fucking the devil. That's so satanic. You're like, oh, he's going to corrupt the youth. And it's like, I don't know, I guess. Yeah. Whatever. We're pro Lil Nas X on this oh, podcast. 100%. 100%. Lil Nas X, if you'd like to come on the podcast and watch <gasps> a movie. Yay. Talk about a movie. Let's do it. Is yeah. it is it the devil's advocate with Al Pacino? I'd watch that. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's just get Lil Nas X on for a bonus episode where he lists cinematic devils uh, based on their fuckability. Oh, yeah. Anyway, fuckable devils. Uh, <laughs> listeners, if you have a uh, top five, hey, hey, Paul, top five fuckable devils. But dip, dap, dip, dap, dap, fuckable devils, yeah. Oh, That's boy. my Paul Shaver. Okay. If you want to do your top five, top ten fuckable devils and send them in. That's W-R-I-T-E-H-W-G-W at gmail.com. So, uh, yeah, they hang on the rocky steps. They sneak back home into the foster home, uh, but he's still Shazam. He's still a giant grown man in tights sneaking in with their child son. And they end up in, uh, what's her name? Darla. Darla. They end up in Darla's room, and they have, you know, they're like, be quiet. And he puts his hand, uh, Zachary Levi, like Shazam, puts his hand over her mouth, and Freddy's like, covering your you know covering her mouth with your hand is not making her relaxed and he's like okay it's me it's me billy i just i'm stuck in this body because a wizard and he's like maybe don't leave with Liz- wizard because that's gonna freak her out and he's like i just ended up in this body and i don't know how to turn back the guy made me say shazam and then he, lightning strikes and he turns back into billy yep and that's when he figures it out yep yeah yep it's the on switch and the off switch yeah clap on clap off shazammer yeah so uh, then we get the Savannah Corporation boardroom scene. Yeah. Which, as we mentioned, um, you know, John Glover is there, which we that was when I realized he was not dead. No, just uh, in a chair. Yeah, he's not dead. He's just fucked up. Yep. Let's, Let's go talk, go to, him talk him to him now uh, in the boardroom. And um, as yeah. his older brother, douchebag. Yeah, Sid Savannah, I think his I name don't is. Know. Doesn't matter. Yeah. But, um, and the whole rest of the board. Yeah, the board's a board meeting. And so Dr. Zvana comes in and he's like, hey, dad, remember this thing that I've been carrying around since I was a child? The car accident. I said there was a wizard. You didn't believe me. And you, my brother, made fun of me and my stupid magic eight ball and whatever. Well, turns out. And he takes the sunglasses off. He's like, I got a magic eye now. He's Mark Strong. So it works because, like, yeah. he's good. He's the villain in the first uh, Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes uh, yeah. He plays a lot of villains. He plays a lot of good guys, but mostly in British stuff. In American stuff, he mostly plays villains. Well, you know, that's where. Yeah, like he's imposing. He's handsome. Yeah. He looks good in his suit. So, and he's got that accent. So we're like, he must be bad. Good actor. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot to do in this, but he makes uh, the most of it. Yeah. And then yeah, he unleashes all the smoky evils from his eye, the seven deadlies, and they fuck a bunch of people up. They throw somebody out a window. His brother. They throw his, oh, brother, his brother out of the window. Yeah. My biggest thing with that, I didn't even realize the brother. My my biggest thing with that was like, it's pretty high up. There should be more wind. Yes, I also right? thought about that too. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying like it should decompress and people should get sucked out into space, no, but like it should be windy. It's like thirty floors up. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like it's gotta be. It's at a least, huge tower. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, if you threw somebody out of Liberty Place, add that to the there list. There would be some wind. Add that to the list of uh, misconceptions about Philadelphia that we don't have wind. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> 
Yeah. So... Yo, know, Center City is just such a fucking wind tunnel. Oh, yeah. If you've ever actually been in the city when yeah. there's, like, any wind at all, yeah. it sucks. It's so cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's all, it's, you know, straight lines. Yeah. Yeah, Philadelphia is mostly a grid with a few streets that are diagonals, either because they were following natural features, like Pass Young's a river or creek yeah. or something. Um, and uh, the Benjamin Franklin Parkway was actually carved into the city in, I want to say between the 20s and the 30s, somewhere in, in there. Um, it was a big project to try to create Find a Ben Franklin's grave. No, it was to create a thoroughfare like France. But yes, they demolished a bunch of factories and housing to create the parkway between City Hall and the Art Museum. Yep. That's one of the few. And then uh, Ridge Avenue, I'm not entirely sure why that one's a diagonal, but there's... Yeah. Drunk. <laughs> sure. But yes, there's a few diagonal streets in Philadelphia, but most of them are on a grid. Yeah. And it's very regular. Yep. Um, and unlike New York, we have almost uniformly, uh, the streets that run north to south are numbered and the streets that run east to west are named. Yep. So it's also very easy to navigate. Because we're a better city. <laughs> it's almost like that's a better system that works good and it's better and gooder. So <laughs> no biggie, New York. <laughs> Step up your game, bruh. Uh-huh. So um, we cut back to the school, and there's a real quick interlude where Shazam um, drops the bully's truck. Yeah. They, like, pull up, they get out, they turn around, it's gone, and he's, like, hitting the beeper thing on his little key fob, and they're hearing it, but they don't know where it's coming from, and then it drops, and it's all fucked up. Um, and then they cut out of school. Yeah, uh, Billy and Freddy bamboozle a security guard. Yeah, his name is Moran. Yeah. Um, but at one point, they, they do the joke of, like, oh, thanks, uh, you know, security guard moron. He's like, it's Moran. Yeah. Um. So basically, like, he's like, you know, oh, if you're getting signed out, your parent needs to appear and stuff. And so Billy goes around the corner to Shazam. Yeah, he comes back in a uh, trench coat covering yeah. his superhero costume. And right. he's like, oh, hey there, son. I uh, just got done from the business office. And yeah, son, I passed in the hall. And then son over here who I yeah. didn't see yet. Hi. Um, is this the security officer that all the kids admire? And he and Freddy goes, oh, that's the other one. This one sucks. Yeah. Yeah, he set him up to compliment the man. And yeah. And he just fucking undermines it. It's great. Yep. Again, good humor. Yep. Um, and then they go and they're just trying out the superpowers. And it's yeah. a big old montage set to Queen. Yeah, in some abandoned factory area. Kind of remind me of The Simpsons when Bart buys a f abandoned factory for a dollar. Yep. But yeah, so they're just you know, filming different tests of different superpowers. Yeah. And it's a montage. And this is where um, you get that they don't really have a name for him yet as a superhero. So they're, you know, calling him all different stuff. Yeah. So you can see in the postings some different names. Yeah. But the, the ones that we mentioned, the, the important one is Captain Sparkle Fingers because that comes back later. Yeah. Um, also, Freddy does that same gag again of like, we're testing this thing, but also we're testing this other thing where... He tells them it's going to be a teleportation test, so they have two boxes labeled A and B. Yeah, and then he and lights put one on fire. One. And he lights one on fire because it's also a fire resistance test. Yeah. Um, then you see them, yeah, in, I guess it's supposed to be the gallery. Billy is just zapping people's phones and going, your phone's charged. Your phone's, your phone's charged. charged. Yeah. Your phone's charged. Your phone's charged. Your phone's charged. And then charged. at one point yeah. he does one to a guy and his phone overheats and explodes yeah. and sparks. Too much. And he's like what the hell, man? And it's just like hard cuts. And yeah. They're like, oh, we're going to need more money to do whatever. So then it's like him zapping a cash machine and it's, it's shooting money out and they grab a bunch of it and they run away. Yeah. They go to a gentleman's club called the Booty Trap. Yeah. Which comes back later. 
is not one of Philadelphia's actual establishments. Not that, that I've ever of. heard of, and yeah. I wouldn't have because it's not really my scene. We, we could list a bunch, but <laughs> I get. I don't even know if they're still around. Ah, uh, some of them are. Yeah, sure, yeah. but I don't know because it's not my thing. I don't really go to them. Yeah. We get Freddy at school getting bullied, uh, and he tells them that he's friends with Shazam. He calls him whatever the Red Cyclone or whatever. Yeah. And um, they're like, "Oh yeah," and he's like, "Yeah, he'll come to school tomorrow at lunch, and he'll show you guys." And they're like, "Yeah, bullshit, whatever." And he and Billy kind of have a falling out because Billy feels like Freddy is taking too much control of it, and also like he's like, "Oh, so like having a secret identity is important because that way nobody I care about gets hurt, but at the same time, like." If it makes you look cool, then who cares? Right. And he's like, dude, like, they don't have to know it's you. It's just him, you know. And they kind of have, like, a miniature falling out. It gets worse at dinner. Billy's still not part of the family. They do uh, all hands on deck where everybody puts their hand in. They do a prayer over dinner. Billy's still not joining, but, like, they don't have to. You know, it's not right. mandatory. Yeah. Again, this house is very much like a you come at your own speed. Right. Because that's how you get people to do things. Right. You show people, like, this is the way that we do things, and this is the right way to do them, and you let them get to that realization on their own. You don't go, you gotta do it. Right. Well, People and, hate that. People hate being told what to do. And, like, yeah, like, this is like a you're, you're choosing your family. It's not going to be home until you call it your home. You know, that kind of thing. It's so almost like, like I said that in the movie. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and in the prayer, the dad's like, you know, and we're sorry that, you know, Billy's hand is uh, MIA or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, like, you know, it lets them know, like, we would like you to do this, but, like, we're not going to make you. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, yeah. But then he and uh, Freddy get into a very passive-aggressive argument about their superhero friendship. Yeah, well, because, like, the family's talking about, like, oh, yeah, I feel like yeah. got a superhero now, you know, and uh, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, and, and they're like, oh, yeah. the suit's dumb, or this or that, and then, it's, then it gets real, like, granular and, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, well, maybe he should be this, you know? Yeah, yeah, and it's like, oh, well, maybe he just needs time alone. Like, whatever, yeah. and, you know. So, yeah, they kind of have a falling out, and then the next day at lunch, Billy doesn't show up as Shazam or as himself, you know. And Freddy's getting made fun of, and then he finds Billy um, back at the art museum steps, where he is um, making lightning come out of his hands for He's... money to the theme of Eye of the yeah. Tiger from Rocky. Hands. Lightning with from my hands. hands. Yeah. Lighting with my hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and people are throwing money. And he, you know, Freddie comes up and they have a big argument. And um, he's like, do you know what a suitcase wedgie is? He's like, that's where somebody grabs your underwear and carries you down the hall from it. And he's like, and this was my underwear. And he throws it at him. He's like, gross, dude. Yeah. Which is funny. Yeah. Made me laugh. I was like, that's really stupid. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, well, I can get back to doing lightning with my hands. And he does it. And, uh, the lightning then comes down and strikes a bus that's going across, I guess, legally not 95. Well, no, it's 76. Oh, it's 76. Okay. Which connects to 95. And in fact, it's a real scepter route, which is the nine, which actually takes 76, uh, from fourth and Walnut to Andorra. And is apparently the, uh, least on time of all of SEPTA's bus routes. Yeah, because it's always getting WHYY. struck by lightning. <laughs> yeah, no, that, but also it's because of the 76 traffic and, sure. like, the Schuylkill Expressway and all that. But, yeah, so he, uh, yeah, crashes a bus and then has to go save it. Yeah, tire blows out, the bus, uh, careens half off. It's held up by, like, you know, the cables, support cables and things. Um, and it's slowly, like, falling. And he can't fly yet. Uh, he doesn't know how to fly. He's tried. Yeah. Hilariously on a skate ramp. Yeah. But he's not there yet, so he, like, drags a mattress, dirty mattress over, and he's like, come on, jump. And the guy, like, a guy has fallen from his seat, you know, because the bus is now, like, face down, 
uh, hanging off the edge. So this guy has fallen against the windshield, and he's like, uh, no, that looks bad, no. And, like, more people are falling, and uh, the cables eventually snap, and it falls, and, you know, Shazam catches it. Yeah. And there's a reveal, like, it looks like it lands, but then, like... Yeah. We, you know, the reveal is that he's holding it, and he's like, oh my god, I caught it! Yeah. And he's like, all right, I'm gonna put this down, and he, like, looks, and there's a dog right where he wants to put it down. He's like, dog, go! You're being a bad boy! Go! Go away! Go away, dog! And, like, the dog finally moves, he sets the bus down, people get off, and he's like, thank you, yeah, I'm sorry, you know, everybody's okay, that's great, that's great, or, you know, whatever... Yeah. Freddie comes up. They've... Also, we're pretty clearly not where we were <laughs> when we established where the bus was from the art museum steps. Oh, yeah. No, they're playing yeah. fast and loose with the, uh, the geography yeah. of the city. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and Freddie comes up. They have, like, an argument where Freddie is putting a lot of stuff on Front Street. Oh, sure. Which I was just like, for real, dude? Like, he's like, you're 14, Billy. And I'm like, you're saying, you're calling him Billy. You're saying he's 14. Like, that's a lot of information. Yeah. And there are news crews about. Right, and then we, in a minute, we will see that there are news crews filming all this. Yep. Like, anyway, then, um, finally, Savannah just shows up. He now has the staff from the wizard Shazam, because it was left in the, you know, Rock of Eternity. Uh, and he's flying around, looking like, well, looking like Mark Strong flying around. Yeah. With sunglasses on, so he can pull that yeah. thing again and reveal that he's got the laser eye. He got that fur, uh, collar coat. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. yeah, it's a man. Yeah. But it just looks like a Gucci fucking show, except with a laser stick. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Um, he shows up and he's like, champion, give me the power. You know, whatever. Can fly. Yeah, the big thing is that Savannah, you know, is very easily flying around because he, A, is an adult, and B, has had, like, whatever, 30 years, 40 years to, like, mentally, like, want these powers and research, and, you know, he knows what he's looking for and all that stuff before he gets it. While Shazam is a kid who doesn't know any of this and doesn't know the context and therefore doesn't know what he's capable of. Mm. Um, so, yeah, Savannah flies him super high up in the air and is like, you know, you're begging for your life like a kid. He's like, I am a kid, dude. Like, I'm 14 years old or whatever. And Savannah, like, hurls him at the ground and he's like, oh, my God, you know, if I believe I can fly, I can fly. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, you know, and then, like, it blacks out. And then, like, the camera cuts and he's floating, like, an inch off of the expressway again. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, I'm floating! And he immediately gets hit by, like, three cars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was, like, Which is That's... fine, because he's also pretty car-proof. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Savannah actually straight up says, like, the tools of man cannot hurt us. Only magic can stop magic. Sure. Which is, like, a thing he says, yeah. like, during that fight. Um, which is, I was like, oh, that's, you know, good. Punches him into the gallery. Yep. Uh, down through the you know, through the sidewalk into in Philadelphia we have the gallery which is a you know multi-level mall that's partially underground partially above ground it was recently redone into the fashion district yes uh, and there's a fight that goes through a toy store they walk across a floor piano like in big like in big which I that's got to be a reference right like specifically because I to. feel like this movie owes a lot to big yeah in its general structure yeah an approach to you know. Right, because, like, even though he can turn back and forth from, like, kid to adult, it's still, you know, mostly about him trying to figure out how to do adult stuff, even though the adult stuff in this is, like, magic superhero stuff. Yeah. And, you know, his his buddy in this is, you know, a streetwise kid, like, the best friend in Big, who's like, oh, try and do this. Oh, let's go, let's do that, you know. Yeah. Let's get beer. Let's, you know, like, whatever. It, it feels very, like, Big. So I feel like that's not just, like, a reference to Big in a, you know, vaporous way. I feel like it's like, oh, we're, you know. 
yeah. we're winking at the thing that we took a lot of inspiration from to write this. Sure. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are we on the same page with that? Yeah. Billy outfoxes him by transforming back into a kid. Yeah. And in, in, blending in, with in the, the gallery with the crowd. Yeah. Yep. And so Savannah ends up finding Freddy because yeah. he saw Billy and Freddy arguing before the fight um, to then try to use Freddy to get to Billy. A couple of things that kind of become important that we forgot to mention before this that happened okay. are um, uh, when Billy's superheroing around town, he ends up saving Mary from getting hit by a truck. Oh, yeah. Did I know? Yeah, I guess yeah. I didn't write that down. Um, and so she's distracted because she got a response from... Um, I don't remember. A West Coast school. Yeah. College. Yeah, I forget. I think she was going to, like, Caltech or something. Maybe. Um, West Coast University. But, so, he accidentally calls her by her name. And then goes, oh, it's part of my superpowers. I can guess names and stuff. Yeah, Um, and and then he accidentally drops that. He's like, yeah, what, are you going to live in a foster home your whole whole life or whatever? Yeah, so she... And then he's like, uh, 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 I gotta go. And he leaves. Yeah, but so she, yeah, was kind of venting about how, like, you know, I, I just, I feel weird about leaving my family and right stuff. i don't want to i don't want to yeah. leave these people i you know yeah. care about them they're my family yeah but this is also something i've worked really hard for and you know so anyway so we've kind of you know laid some ground that like she's got some clues yeah um and then also uh so when billy arrives at the foster home he has a notebook that has all of his like information that he's been using to track women he thought might be his mom the, the various mrs yeah. batson yeah the different addresses he's checking out and stuff um and so he his, you know the the cops that he bamboozled in the pawn shop it was his last lead and so he like dumps the notebook in the garbage yeah. in the bathroom and um pedro one of his foster brothers uh is surreptitiously getting rid of a bad geometry test that he has failed yeah. Um, and finds the notebook in the trash, and so that ends up becoming a thing soon. Yeah. Um, so anyway, when Billy comes home, after... Sans Freddy. Yeah, Sans Freddy. Freddy is still downtown. A- yeah, after fighting with Freddy and everything, and after fighting with Freddy and then, uh, Savannah. Savannah, yeah. Eugene, who is, like, gamer kid and also very, like, tech savvy, yeah. um, has... He's mostly a gamer. Yeah. Um. But, that's that's mostly his th- his yeah. like thing, because like what what they're gonna reveal is that they figure all this out. Yeah. And then they 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 figure out that Billy is Shazam, and then they also figure out Billy was looking for his mother, and he goes, "I'm not a hacker, but I've played what does he say, like Watch Dogs yeah. and something else." And he's like, "And I might have picked up a few things that let me break into a couple government, uh, you know, databases I should have been, been in." Yeah. And I found your mom's address, and she's yeah. two L stops away. Right. Billy goes looking for his mom with the address that uh, the other foster kids gave him. Yeah, and basically, and... as soon as he leaves, Savannah shows up with Freddie right. and is like, well, "Well, I'm gonna hold you all hostage until and... I figure out where Billy is." I mean, also, I think um, Billy's been gone for a bit. And no. so, no, because I, I thought the Billy's par- been gone. What do you mean? I mean, has been yeah away from the house and like cutting class and stuff. So I thought the parents were out looking for him. So that's why the parents aren't home. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I mean like in that instance, they're no. The, I think they know Billy comes home, but then they're worried about Freddie. Okay. Doesn't matter. But yeah, they're out looking for one of them because that's a recurring thing. Is that Billy keeps like ditching out of the house because yeah. he's a he's a constant runaway. He's right. run away a bunch of times. Um, right. So either they're looking for him or they're looking for Freddie. But yeah yeah. 
But so the parents are gone, um, and Billy has just left out to go find his mom. And so then Freddie shows up with uh, Dr. Savannah because Dr. Savannah has been like, you're going to take me to this guy. Right. Or I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, because he's so, a bad guy. Yep. Evil eye. Yep. Yep. So. So let me meet his real mom who sucks. You said you want you wanted to get into this. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, like, we get the backstory and we find out that, like, she was 17 when she had Billy and, like, his father uh, didn't is, want anything to do with them. Yeah. And now he and is incarcerated. Debbie, in jail. Yeah. And so, like, we get the same flashback to the fair. I was going to say, I like this but it's sort a, of Rashomon thing. Yeah, it's, like, a little less light. Yeah, than... it's it's less idealized yeah. because it's not from the eyes of a child who doesn't have context. Like, the way she remembers it is she was overwhelmed. So, like, the cutesy moment where he's going, I want the tiger, Mom. And she's like, I know, sweetie, but, like, Mom's not exactly going pro here is a lot more exasperated. Right. Where he's like, I want the tiger. She's like, I know, but, like... Mom's not exactly going pro here. Like, yeah. And, yep. you know, again, you you feel for her, but she straight yeah. up admits, like, you know, he's like, you know, I didn't run away on purpose, right? And he's, like, crying in the hallway of this shitty apartment building. Yep. And he's like, you know, I didn't run away on purpose. I, I you know, I went to go find the, the little keychain thing, and then I couldn't find you. And she goes, yeah, I know. I saw you. Yeah, and she's like, I saw the, I saw you with the cops, and figured that that was going to be a better right. She's like, I figured they you. could take better care, better care of you than I ever could. And I'm yeah. like, lady. Now the part that to really, be fair, she's 17, but yeah. obviously you don't know shit about shit. The part that really got me though is then she has a line where she's like, "But you're good, right? You landed on your feet." Yeah, but like the "you're good, right?" is just right. like so. Yeah, and then she straight <sighs> up goes, "It's not really a good time for me." Yeah. And he go, you know, and he pulls himself together. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I just wanted to let you know I'm good. Yeah, he gives her the keychain because in his memory, she's like, you know, you know, I can't get you the tiger, but here, this is better. You'll always find, you find your, way, your home. way home. Yeah. And so then he's he gives her the the compass keychain. He's like, you know, I think you need this more than me. And she's just kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah, is this? she has like, which is yeah. I think really good. Yeah. Like I think they that's well written, and I think they both play it well because it's not overstated. No. No, it's it's the like slap in the face of just like this thing that's very important to me. You don't even remember. Yeah, you don't remember giving this to me at all. Yeah, yep. yeah, it's rough, dude. Yeah, she sucks. Uh, she's with Travis, who is a voice in the other room. Who, uh, you know, he's like, that's not Dad, is it? And she's like, no. Um, and you know, he's like, who is in the door? And she's like, oh, uh, nobody, Travis. And like walks out of the hall and pulls the door shut. So you're just like, oh, okay, like. She's just with some dude that also sucks. Yeah, well, you know. And, yeah. <sighs> and just the, it's not really a good time for me. Fuck you. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I also get that, like, we have to really very concretely close the door here because this is not his family. Yeah, right, right. It hasn't been his family. Well, you know what they could do? finding that out now. They can yeah. have her killed. Yeah. By the Joker, who wears her, her guts around his neck like sure. a... Like a, a wreath. Or he, he puts some crisscross across his chest like Zardoz. But, yeah, no, I mean, like, this really does give you closure where it's just like, there is literally nothing for you here and there never was. And it's just that you had to find that out. I also you know? think they could if they wanted to do something with her in the future. Oh, sure. Because, like, there is, like, when he's walking away down the hallway and, like, trying to hold it together, mm -hmm. um, you see her, like, she she watches him for a minute, you know, leave, and then she starts to go into the hallway or back into the apartment from the hallway, and then she pokes her head back out and looks at him again, and it's very like, 
you know, am I doing the right thing? Like, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing here. And I, I think that's, like, smart filmmaking just because, yeah, you can always bring her in. Like, I have no idea yeah. if Billy Batson's mother... Because in the comics, he is an orphan. Like, that's a mm-hmm. thing. Um, in at least some of the, if not all, of the, uh, you know, iterations. So, like, I don't know if his mother ever comes into play as a character, whether a hero or a villain or just anything. or But, like, that, I think that's really smart filmmaking because it's not like... She's not a cartoonish bad person. No. She's just kind of shitty, and you get yeah. that she was overwhelmed, but, like, she hasn't become a better person, or, you know, like, yeah, she just sucks. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. As he's getting onto the elevator, or the stairwell, or whatever, he gets a call from Freddy. Who just yells, supervillain, supervillain! Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and Savannah's like, come home, Billy. Yeah. So he runs up to the roof, and there's a real cool, like, he jumps off the roof and yells Shazam, and... Yeah, which, I mean, I don't know. I myself would have done that in a different order, just practically. Gives a shit. You know you're going to turn into Shazam, like, almost immediately after saying it. Yeah. You're very high up. Yeah, I still don't. You've got time. Yeah, I still don't think I'd want to jump off the roof as a kid. I think I'd rather jump off the roof as a superhero. Why? Because <laughs> I can't fly as a kid. That's like being like, <laughs> oh, I opened my parachute first, then I jumped. No. Yeah, it is. Because they work less good in the airplane, Hunter. Yeah, so does getting struck by lightning. Oh, okay. All right. It's that. It's the free fall. That's okay. what's fun. Okay. Did I tell you, uh, apparently one of the um, trivia things, uh, the working title or whatever, the work print name for this was Franklin. Because Philly and I lightning. guess it's also lightning. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Benny, Anywho. The story of Benny Frank. <laughs> yeah. Um, they don't really spend a lot of time around the bridge. No, no, no. They, they didn't film in Philadelphia. Well, no, I know. <laughs> Hire me to direct your Shazam sequel. Yeah, you get a lot more of the Benny Frank in uh, it's gonna, Out. It's going to be all fucking Philly locales. Oh, yeah. They're like, well, we're going to film in uh, Toronto because it's cheaper. I'm like, no, we're not. <laughs> Ain't happening. I'm just going to shoot everybody from the back and we don't have to pay any actors. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but uh, Sandberg is Swedish. So I don't think he cares. <laughs> About Philadelphia. Oh no no, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. it's a company decision. Sure. Um, but I'm just saying, I will do it. Yeah. For real. Mm-hmm. He know. goes back to the foster home. Yeah. Uh, he shows up. Um, he's like, let them all go, and I'll come in the house. And you know, it's a, it's a standoff yeah. thing. But anyway, he goes in the house, yeah. and we magic doors again. Yes. Uh, the door is magic. Takes him back to the rock fraternity, and he's like, okay, we're gonna. I'm going to hold the staff and you're going to say you're going to hold it and you're going to say Shazam and give me the power just like the wizard done did it to you. Mm-hmm. And um, all the foster kids follow him through the doorway and Freddy hurls his batarang. Yeah. Um, and hits him in the back of the head, which distracts him. Mm-hmm. Chekhov's batarang. Yeah. And he, um, you know, all the, all the seven deadlies come smoking out of his face again. And um, Shazam like picks up the batarang, stabs him in the back. Mm-hmm. that's important later. And they do some, uh, well, uh, Freddy's like something like you, that's what you get for messing with Captain Sparkle fingers. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's again, we did not settle on the name. Yeah. Um, and then they do some monsters, Inc door stuff where they're like, how do we get out of here? And, uh, what's her name? Again, Darla. Darla's like, Oh, this way. And they follow Darla into like a hall of doors and they're opening doors to all these different realms. Um, so one has these alligator men playing poker, like the dogs playing poker photo. Yeah. 
there are a lot of alligator head men in the Shazam comics over the years because again, mm-hmm. it was like based on magicy shit. Mm-hmm. So they're like um, Egyptian, yeah, yeah, animal head guys. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a lot of them. They're like sort of the foot soldiers. Sure. Um, and then there's like one thing that's got like a weird tentacly plant thing. I don't know if that's a reference to anything specific. And yeah, um, I, I I didn't catch that as a reference. As a couple, I mean, these are just things I sort of know from Shazam a little bit. Sure. But that thing didn't. But yeah, strike a lot, me as lot of um, door uh, shenanigans. Yeah, door gags, and then there's you know, let's not open doors, and you know. Yeah, it's like, how did you get out of here before? And he's like, I just thought about being back on the train, and they're like, well, think about you know anywhere but here, and then it cuts to them coming out of the booty trap again. Yep. <laughs> um, and there's some gags there yeah, where like Dar- they're co- covering Darla's eyes, and she's like, yeah. you know, they're like, ooh. You know, they had sequins. Can I get sequins? And glitter. they're like, no. They had glitter. Can I get oh, glitter? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, no, not from them. Yeah, and Freddy knows the bouncer. Yeah. <laughs> and this is when they run into the carnival, which is clearly called Philadelphia Wintertime Carnival or whatever. Yep. And that's where we get the uh, bullies on the Ferris wheel like, I just spit on a baby. Yeah. Um, And so Savannah shows up and, you know, it's a... Yeah, we are now in the climax. Yeah, this is the big final fight. Um, and what it boils down to is they realize that, like, he's weakest when all the sins are out of him. Yeah. All the seven deadlies, so... He then doesn't have powers. Right, because he doesn't naturally have them. It's all drawn from the eye. Yeah. And, and the eye is getting all its power from them. Yeah. It so, we're doing... Uh, yeah. So foster kids split up. Divide and out. conquer. Yeah. So, you know, there's five of them... And Shazam, so that's six, and then, you know, he's got one still in him, and Shazam eventually leads him away to a rooftop and is like, who you still got in there, uh, you know, is it, he he does a gag where he's like, you know, he's like, you know, I saw all the other ones, Wrath and Lust, who I thought would be way hotter, by the way, which is funny, because like, yeah. yeah, they're all hideous gargoyle monsters, mm-hmm. and then he's like, who's in there, is that Envy, the little guy? I guess that's why they won't let him come play, because he's useless and ugly and nobody likes him. And then, you know, Envy's like, hey, fuck you, and cl- comes out. And uh, he, you know, says Shazam. The lightning strikes, turns back into Billy, and it obliterates Envy momentarily back into smoke. Um, and, you know, Savannah's like hanging off the roof edge, and he falls, and, you know, Billy turns back into Shazam and rescues him, and is like, all right, we're going to go settle this once and for all, goes back to the fairground. Before that is when he gives his foster siblings powers. Is it? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Um, so. I thought that happened after this. But yeah, so what he, you know, he's, he, he's he about to. He realizes that he doesn't have to give Savannah the power. He can give anybody the power. Yeah, he remembers so, specifically what Jamon Hansu said, which is like, yeah. I opened my heart to you, Billy Batson, you know. Yeah. And he's like, oh. So he like kicks the staff out of his hand and knocks him away with it. Yeah, and then says all hands on deck. Yeah, and does the all hands on deck and everybody grabs it and he says, all right, everybody say my name. And they all go, Billy! Billy! And he goes, no, no, not my name. The, the, name, the name I, I say, say to turn into this guy. Yeah. And go, Shazam! And, and then, then they all get big. Right. Um, except so, Mary's old enough that she still kind of looks the same and then they have different actors. Different actress, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, two of them, Freddie and Mary, are like real established characters from the in again in the comics he was for a long time known as captain marvel yeah so they were known as the marvel family and i think they still technically are but Mm -hmm. like whatever um so freddie is basically captain marvel jr Uh uh-huh and um 
Mary was Ms. Marvel or Miss Marvel or Mary Marvel. Those yeah. are kind of her, you know. Yeah. So, um, and then the other three are in canon now, kind of, but like they just go by their names. Yeah. Like it's just Darla. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess, and like in the in the credits for this, they're just credited as like Super Darla, Super uh, uh, Pedro. Yeah. You know, whatever. Everybody's got different colors, kind of around their shirts. So yeah. Mary so... is also red. Uh, Freddie is blue. Yeah. Uh, Eugene is gray. Pedro is green, green, and Darla is purple. Yes. Um, and they have like slightly different you know details on their costumes, and they all have the white capes and stuff. Right. And they all they have also, one power. Yeah, I was gonna say seem to be divided. So like Dar- Dar- Darla's got super speed. Um, Eugene has like lightning power. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's a gag. Pedro with, has the strength. There's a gag with Eugene doing Hadoken. Yes, because he's a gamer, <laughs> and he also does fatality. Yeah. And then he goes, "Ooh, I got the voice." Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's very funny. It's good stuff. Ah, oh, boy. Um, and Freddy can fly. Yeah. Which he established earlier was like, that's the power he would want. Yeah. Um, He's like, a lot of people say invisibility because I think a lot of people don't, you know, want to be seen and, you know, whatever. And he's like, but I always want to fly. Yeah. Um, Darla has like a couple of cute things because of course she does. But one of them is she saves uh, the Santa Claus from yeah. Philadelphia and is like... My name's Darla, and I've been really good. Yeah, she goes, she goes it's you. Yeah. And he, like, looks at her, and she, like, stage whispers. She's like, yeah. my name is Darla, and I've been very good. And he straight up goes, what? And then it cuts away. <laughs> it's very good. It's, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I for, I confused the yeah. order. But then, yes. Um, then they have their flying fight. Then they end up on the roof. Wait, um, I also had one other thing. So, but before he even... <laughs> Uh, gives them all superpowers and stuff. He transforms back into a kid at one point, I think, also to slip away again, but uh, Savannah gets him and is, like, drowning him. Yeah, and it doesn't work um, when he's underwater. Yeah, and he can't say Shazam when he's underwater, so, like... And then Mary almost shoots him with a BB gun. She shoots Savannah, yeah. Yeah, and I was wondering if that was a Christmas story <laughs> reference Oh, or you'll not. shoot your eye out. Yeah. That's good, I didn't think of that. I'm, yeah. I wasn't sure, but I, I was... it is. Yeah. That feels right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was something else I'd wanted to mention with that. Um, but then he, yeah, catches it, but it gives Billy enough time to get away. Yeah. To say, to, to, yeah, transform back. So. Yeah. 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 So. Biggest cardinal sin of the movie. Yeah. They blow the head off Billy Penn. They do. Which then the head crushes the Love Park statue. They do. Yeah. They destroy two of Philadelphia's most notable monuments. Yeah. Which is like. I was like, really? Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Because also... that at least is geographically accurate. Yeah, Because City Hall does overlook Love Park. And you know what? To be fair, fuck a bunch of Love Park. It sucks now. They yeah. remodeled it, and it's just like a bunch of jerk-off fucking, like, everybody come be tourists garbage. Yeah, so, like... Now man, I know how New York felt when they fucking well, got all the hookers out of Times Square. I mean, not only that, Love man, Love Park used like, to be a real nice place to go and hang out, and people would skateboard there, yeah. and apparently that was really bad. Yeah, the, <laughs> and I mean, like, and that was like a skateboard destination. It yes. was in Tony Hawk 2. Yep. And, like, that was the old architecture. Yep, and now they just, and, it's like a shitty Mall not. of America stretch uh, yeah. where you can put fucking little shops, and it's garbage, and yep. fuck it. So fuck, fuck a bunch yep. of Love Park, they, but they don't... They changed up the fountain like yeah. crazy. They added oh, a yeah. second, like, thing to people for people to take photos in front of. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Yep, it's, it's a bunch of garbage, but 
<laughs> and like, I guess it's excusable because like Billy's not really from Philadelphia. He, you know, has bounced around the Pennsylvania area, so he doesn't have it in his blood. But like any real Philadelphian would have not crashed into the Billy. Pen. No, he would have caught the head at least. We would have juked around yeah, it. Yeah, just anything. Man, ugh, boy, yeah. Piss me right yeah, off. Yeah, sure, yes. So this is a hate watch. <laughs> the um, end. Uh, I feel like it's also worth mentioning the there used to be a rule that you couldn't build uh, buildings taller than William Penn's hat. Fun fact that I learned from our friends on the Legends of Philadelphia podcast. Yeah. City Hall is taller than the Great Pyramid. Really? Yeah, apparently. That's really. All That's right. what they said. I believe them because they're all smart except for Bierman, <laughs> who is my best friend. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hi, Bierman. He'll be on here in a couple of weeks. Past and future guest. (laughs) Past and future guest. He'll be back. Uh, (laughs) Cheap heat. I know, Boo this man. (laughs) Get out of here. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, so... So, goaded Envy out. Yeah, drags him back to the fairground. He pulls out the eye, and as he's pulling it out of Savannah's head, all the, you know, evils get sucked back into it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of it. He takes it back to the... Well, so he does a, a little bit of a gag of yes. like, oh, what's that? I yeah, he's looking any... at it and the music gets dramatic and I he's like, I can have I anything want. I want. And he starts like putting it up to his eye and they're all like, no, 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 Billy, yeah. no. And he's like, come on, guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good fake <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. What, what I would do that as well. Oh, uh, you 100% yeah. would. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. Then they take it back to the Rock of Eternity. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's the, like... The statues get rebuilt. Yeah, the, the now... coral grows back around... Yeah. The, the protection coral grows back around the eye, yeah. and the statues rebuild, and the sins are trapped in them. And he's like, this is our lair now. And they're all like, cool. Yeah, they yeah. all already have thrones. Again, kind of, you know, the the, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah, yeah. The, the you know, two princes and... Or two kings and two queens. Dip, dip. Yeah. Dip, That's what I said now. Ah. Yeah, sure. Two princes, the spin yeah. doctors. Yeah, song's good. Sure, it's a bop. Yeah, song's still good. Just all go the ahead. all the lyrics are a dip dip. That's what I said. Now. Just go ahead now. Nope. Uh huh. Nope. I'm right. All right. So we're we're now in lunchtime. Well, so we get the swearing Santa on the news. Oh, that's right. That's pretty funny. That's pretty fun. Yeah, the Santa, because, like, his mouth's obscured by, like, the fake beard, which is, like, hanging off. But he's like, this fucking guy. But it's, like, keeps getting bleeped out. And he's like, and they had fucking lightning coming out of their fucking whatevers, you know. And, like, it's pretty funny. you have much more of a Philly accent than (laughs) Oh, yeah, I have much more of a Philly accent than anybody in this entire movie, which is, like, insane. Yep. Get the Mayor of Easttown people to remake the sequel with me. I'll do it. Sure. It's like, yo, Mr. Mine. It's me, Shazam. <laughs> oh boy! But it's yeah, like, it's like Mr. Mind is like, I'm going to fight Shazam if only I can find him. And you just hear like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See if you can do some at the zoo. That'd be fun. That'd be great. Yeah. All the like in cool Philadelphia locations. It's like now we have to have a fight in South Fellini. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just a long pass yunk would be. Oh yeah. Real. I don't think anybody's Past done that. the fountain. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. I hid one of the seven golden tokens in tattooed moms. Oh, boy. <laughs> or whatever. I don't know what they're fighting for. Keys. Tokens. Tokens. A, a bracelet. I don't know. <laughs> and then we get we get a scene where Billy's home. He he leads the prayer over the meal. He's like, all right, everybody, hands on deck, you know. 
and you see that the, the two parents are like the, he's he's come around yeah. and it's really really sweet yeah and it doesn't feel saccharine or hollow like no we yeah. we took the time to like kind of lay some of that out so that it feels deserved yeah it's and it's very good it's well done yeah and so then we get the lunch yeah that's lunch and uh, Freddy's sitting down. Freddy sits down at a table, and all the kids are like, nope, and they get up and leave. Yeah. Because they don't want to sit with him because he's a dork. But then his siblings come over and sit de- their trays down. He's like, y'all have different lunches. What are you doing? And they're like, we made a very special deal. And then Shazam comes in, and he's like, Freddy Freeman, my best friend. He's like, yo, this guy right here, he taught me how to be the dopest superhero. You guys should ask him for some pointers. And he like sits down, and he goes... I hope you don't mind I invited somebody else. And he's like, what? And then we get Superman from the neck down. Yep. And everybody's just like shitting their pants. Yep. Uh, especially Freddy. <laughs> yep. And it's pretty good. And then we end with the Ramones song. Yeah, I Don't Want to Grow Up by yeah. Ramones, which is honestly Fine, a fucking, but a little too no, New York. <laughs> it's a fucking great song. Yeah. Here's the thing. It's a great song because it's, it's, it, it is really good. Um, it's about not wanting to grow up and how terrible adults are, but sure. it also contains one of the most poignant lyrics ever written by anyone in the history of writing down their thoughts, which is, I wish that I could be a dog. Mm, yeah. Because, I mean, you got to hear it in the context, but the way Joey Ramone, you know, means it is like, look how carefree dogs are. Yeah. I wish I didn't have to worry about all this grown up shit and I wish I could be a dog. And when I heard that at like 17, I was like... That is honestly heartbreaking. Mm, it's great. Yeah. Great song. Yeah. Little to New York. There are bands from Philadelphia. They exist. I was in like three of them. Yep. So uh, in the future, if you need some help, I could help you. Yeah. Um, some of them were even famous-ish. Yeah. Famous-ish. Yeah. I've met a bunch of them. <laughs> <laughs> I've met a handful. Yeah. Um, but yeah. There are bands from Philadelphia. You could end with a Philadelphia song. It wouldn't be that hard. And it's probably cheaper. Yeah. Real talk. It's probably cheaper. Yeah. Um, And then we get a mid-credit stinger um, where we see Savannah in his cell. And he's just like scratching the cymbals over and over and over and over and over on his cell with like a pencil or whatever. And it breaks. And he's finally like out of, you know, ink or whatever. He's like, he's like, fuck. And then you hear this like tin voice thing. And it's like, uh. It's like you walking apes uh, only think that uh, symbols, primitive symbols, are the only way you can reach magic. Well, uh, I have I got something to show you. And then you pan up, and it's the little tiny worm that we saw back in the terrarium earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got like a weird mechanical collar thing partially on it, and it's like, I, you know, we are going to team up, and in the sequel, gonna whoop a bunch of ass. And then, you know, Savannah's like, hell yeah, and that's the end. So he's do- uh, he's Mr. Mind. Mm-hmm. And like I said, he's an alien worm from, like, I think Venus or something, and I don't know. Yeah, he's telepathic, real smart. I don't know what he's talking about with the, that's the only way you can achieve magic. Because um, that's the kind of, like, Captain Marvel comics were like, he's magic, but he fights against, like, super science and aliens and demons. Like, whatever. It was just whatever. Yeah. It was, you know, so there, it wasn't always based around specifically just magic. Yeah. Um... So I don't remember Mr. Mind, like, yeah, having, like, oh, I did a, I don't know. You know, like, maybe there's a formula for magic or something. Maybe this is a Full Metal Ocalypse. Full Metal Ocalypse. Full Metal Ocalypse. Wow, that's a mashup that people probably would love. Uh, No, Full full Metal Alchemist kind of thing where it's like, oh, you're summoning without a circle or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, He does say something about the seven worlds will Mm -hmm. quake at our 
union or whatever. I think they're going to fuck. Um, but I don't know what the seven worlds are. I mean, like, you know, like I said, DC's got a bunch of parallel universes. You know, there's some, like, keystone ones that, like, are always there. And then there are some ones that are just kind of like, oh, this we, we have this comic and we don't know where it goes. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, there's, like, Earth, which is, like, everything takes place there. Like, Earth A and then, like, or Earth 1 or whatever. And then Earth 2 is the one that's, like, a little bit different. And then there's, like, another Earth where, like, all the heroes are villains and vice versa. You know, it's ruled by, you know, the Justice League, except they're all evil. They're all real Snyder Cut guys, and uh, they're real edgy, and they, they're totalitarian government, and they take over everything. And, you know, Lex Luthor is the one hero fighting against them. You know, that kind of thing. And there's, like, this one, and that There's one where, like, everything is still kind of the 20s because time moves slower there in that dimension. Mm -hmm. So it's the old Justice Society with, like, the original Jay Garrick Flash and, you know, the original Hawkman, Hourman, all these guys. Mm -hmm. All the Star Trek conceits. I got you. Yeah, and there's one where, like, it's Captain Carrot and the Zoo Crew, and they're all animal versions of shit. I was going to say, there's one where everybody's lizards. Yeah, and, like... Whatever, so I don't know what these seven realms are. I don't know if it's a Shazam-specific conceit or if they were, like, gonna... You know, like, maybe the Shazam sequel is like, fuck, we punctured a hole into the Snyderverse. Yeah. And, like, look how dark it is. And mm. Look how many sad Nick Cave songs they licensed. Mm. <laughs> or whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But uh, that's the movie. It it, it done. Uh, let's vote, because we've already gone on for long enough. Let's not drag this out. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd, I'd lean great watched. I don't think it's a must watch. I do think it's one of the most enjoyable of the uh, DC films. Yeah, I agree. I think this is really well this done. And like one, the first Wonder Woman, I didn't see 64 all the way through, so I can't speak. 84. 84. I didn't see 84 all the way through, so I can't speak to that. But uh, the first one was, I think, pretty good. Um, I urge you to rewatch it. So this is probably like, yeah, my favorite. And yeah, it's got a lot of fun moments and things that it does well. And the child acting is decent and it looks pretty good. So yeah. once again, you have tragically forgotten that Birds of Prey exists. Oh, I have. Um, I still... Ooh, I'm not saying hmm. this is better, but I think Birds of Prey is leaps and bounds better than the first Wonder Woman. Yeah. No, I, I might... I might prefer Birds of Prey over this, but that's that's a tighter race, honestly. Yeah. yeah. This is very fun, but they take the head off the Billy Penn, so <laughs> it's a hate yeah. watch. I'm yeah. sorry. You can't do that in my city. Here's the I, thing. I can't. I... Unless the second one opens with him being like, you know, putting his uh, hands on his elbows and fucking doing the, you know, I dream a genie like Shazam and it gets fixed. I'm going to be real mad. Yeah, I, I would like more Philly if it's going to be Philly. Yeah, if you're setting it in Philly, it better actually be Philly. It's not hard to reach us. We are here. Although, here's the thing, though. I also would appreciate if they did the tick thing of the writing on the moon and just had, like, a version where uh, City Hall needs to get fixed. It's like, if they have, like, a its own internal logic of, like, an alternate Philadelphia. Oh, where, like, yeah. where the Billy Penn head yeah. is, like, knocked off and, yeah. like, the statue's just still up there yeah. and whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, if it's gonna be something, but if they just put it in there to be like, look, a Philadelphia landmark that we fucking destroyed. Right. Then it's like, well, fuck you, because we never get superhero movies set here. Yeah. Everything's set in either fake cities or New York. Right. And, like, I understand they're also destroying, like, New York landmarks. That happens a lot. It happens in a lot of movies. Yeah. And everybody's blowing up the Statue of Liberty all the goddamn time. I get right. it. But at the same time, like... The one time y'all come here, you have to fuck everything up. Yep. It's like, I'm not inviting you to my house again, Daryl. Yeah. For that reason and that reason alone, it's a hate watch. But if you can look past that, it's a, it's a strong watch. I don't wouldn't say it's a great watch. 
because I just don't, at this point, I don't think there are really many superhero movies that are, like, great watches. It's just, they're all so exhausting, and just the fact that there is so much baggage to so many of them, it's just, it's tiring. But if you're going to watch just one and don't care about shared universe shit, this is a good one because it doesn't really connect to anything. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's ever so tenuously tied up with Superman, but even then, yeah, I it's, mean, it's, mo- just, it's, it's mostly a, just that Superman exists. exists right. Yeah. It, Superman and Batman exist, like, but it, they don't matter right. to this. And you don't have to have seen anything or know anything except for the fact that they exist, which the movie tells you. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I think, like, um, this is in, like, the top ten modern superhero movies for me just for that, that it's, like, just so light and breezy. Yeah. It's like uh, Spider-Verse. Like, you don't got to know shit about shit. It's just there. It tells you everything you need to know. Spider-Verse was exceptional. So, Spider-Verse is, like, way better than <laughs> almost anything that's been made in, like, the past ten years. It's just, it is, I, we could do a whole fucking thing. But, um, yeah, no, this is, uh, again, if you're a Philadelphian, it might be a hate watch, but uh, it's at least a strong watch. Well, Allison, thanks for coming home from work and immediately doing this crap. Yeah. Uh, 60! Yeah, 60 episodes. Um, Yeah, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, write Hate Watch Great Walks. That's W-R-I-T-E-H-W-G-W at gmail.com. You can uh, follow us at Hate Watch Great Watch Podcast, H-W-G-W Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Get us every other Wednesday. That's every Every other other Wednesday Wednesday. on the Movie John Podcast Network, moviejohn.com. And uh, like... Or wherever fine podcasts can be. Yeah, anywhere. Yeah. Um, and as always, like and share and recommend and rate us five stars. You can say anything you want in the review, but give us a, the highest possible rating because um, that helps more people find our show, which is good for us, you know. And uh, yeah, do all that stuff. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Shazam! Shazam! Rothko is like Mondrian, but with less structure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rothko is lazy Mondrian. Uh-huh. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. like, Mondrian had, like, yeah. borders and, like, 90-degree yeah. angles, and Rothko's like, yeah. oh, whatever, I'll fix it later. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Mondrian bought a ruler. Yeah. <laughs> hate Watch, Great Watch does art. Yeah, Hate Watch, Great Watch. We also look at art. Yeah. <laughs>